0: Tune in to the Neil Prendival Show weekdays from 9 a.m. on Cork's Red FM.
1: A lot of different stories making the papers, but the red tops, and one or two of the broadsheets, actually, are picking up on a story that everybody's been talking about, and we were talking about during the week, and that's the lotto, which has gone to potto. And even Michal Martin has rode in now as to why it still has not been won. And it rolled over yet again last night, the 19 million jackpot. Now, we chatted about this earlier in the week, but um, it was brought up in the doll and at committee, and they're saying that a committee should now be put together to examine why the top prize hasn't been scooped since June. The fifth, I mean, is the system flawed? Is it just down to bad luck from the point of view of the players who buy their tickets every single week, hoping the jackpot doesn't go up, it's capped? So does it mean more profits for the people who own it, the Ontario uh, teachers pension uh, plan? But um, he says that uh, it should be taken up by a committee on finance, he says. And it just rolls on and on Uh, for almost six months now. So that makes many of the newspapers today, particularly the broadsheets. People are very fed up, but I'll come back to that. Um, They talk about COVID, obviously. Uh, There's an interesting story uh, making the star today where an American epidemiologist by the name of Michael Mina uh, took a swipe at Stephen Donnelly yesterday. He said that the advice being given was uh, to the Irish public was some of the worst he had seen throughout the pandemic. He says he can't understand why, in the name of God, uh, we don't use antigen tests in the battle of COVID-19. And he says the government's response to antigen testing is idiotic, he says, from America. He added that everyone in Ireland should have rapid antigen tests in their home. If you wake up symptomatic, use a rapid test. If positive you have covid done uh, he puts it quite simply and straightforwardly while we seem to have uh, politicians and those on various inefficient uh, committees like that and organisations like that that do an awful lot of talking and we talk and talk about schools whether it's primary and secondary see this morning the echo they're saying that antigen testing would be available for pupils in schools ...nationwide from next week um, and that's been welcomed by principals but a requirement as to whether or not children in primary school should wear masks will now be discussed uh, by Neffet and they're meeting today to talk about that according to the Irish Times but you know all of these polls they have the one last week saying that you know the majority of people in Ireland want a lockdown and everybody's saying what... A lot of text on that there 's another one this morning that says that fifty four percent of people uh, say that a lockdown is in the pipeline more than half the people think another lockdown is on the way, according to a study of uh, i don 't know how many people now, hopefully they did thousands of people they, they they talk about people painting a very clear picture as to their thoughts about about a lockdown but not a date i mean, can I just say everybody at this stage possibly knows about the rumor that 's during the rounds that they 're going to leave everything alone until the 20th of December. And at that stage, they're going to ask um, um, or encourage or indeed order hospitality to close down on the 20th of December to have a really, really quiet Christmas week and after Christmas. So that's the big rumor that's knocking around. I'm only passing it on. I don't know whether it's true or not. You can never tell anymore. Um, All of the papers this morning, uh, the Examiner, the Echo and the Red Tops uh, deal with uh, court cases and court reports. One, of course, is a court case that has started um, into the death of Paul Jones, who was found inside his front door abandoned road two years ago. Twenty five or so stab wounds to his torso was heard in court and a stab chop wound to his head. Now, um, the trial uh, involves his sister, Helen Jones who's on trial for murdering her brother. And a chap by the name of Keith O'Hara, who was in a relationship with Helen Jones at the time, is also on trial for murder. And the echo this morning says that it was inheritance lay behind the murder. That's the allegation. These are allegations before the court, and the court uh, must uh, take its course. But there's also one from the front of the echo today, and the examiner also deals with it also, where they talk about late-night raiders attacking a man who was living living alone. They robbed his jeep from outside his home. And then one of the attackers held a a concrete block over his head during the violent rampage, um, which was shown on screen because um, the chap who lived there, um, Gary Clark in Rathpeakin, had CCTV and it was captured on CCTV. Before the course was Vincent Delaney from Spring Lane halting site. He pleaded guilty to a charge of assault causing harm. Now, it's a very, very disturbing attack, uh, but with uh, involving uh, two individuals. Um The attack. The uh, he, now Gary Clark managed to get out of his home. I believe it was a, a mobile home, uh, but he was attacked and knocked to the ground and dragged by the hair to a kneeling position. And beaten further, and this was captured on on CCTV. Jeep was located a week later at Spring Lane Halting Site, but the effect on his life thereafter um, is is just harrowing. You know whether he goes out to work, he's worried about whether his trailer is safe. He's always on edge. He says his life has changed. He's constantly stressed about it. That's a front page headline and story making this morning's Echo. And yesterday we dealt with the three hundred and fifty million euro O'Callaghan property investment and development. On the South Keys, five thousand jobs will be developed um, for the five thousand jobs will be created for the development, according to the Mirror today. I mean, uh, everybody's picking up on it, and they have the multi-storey offices and apartments and cinemas and hospitals for the area. I mean, it's going to be incredible. Uh, Cork Chambers obviously welcomed that as did the Lord Mayor yesterday morning, uh, but many people are now asking where they're going to get the people to actually build it because of a shortage of workers in construction. And talking of construction, the independent is just beyond sad because the vast majority of people who should be buying houses should be young people and they should be ideally in their late 20s to early 30s. But uh, and that should be the vast majority. But the vast majority of first time buyers are not people in their late 20s, mid 20s, or even early 30s because they've been completely priced out of it. Just a quarter of them are now featuring with regards to uh, those buying houses, and I think that's very, very sad. So, front pager in the independent today. The reason why RTE pulled the McGinley interview, as they're calling it, Andrew McGinley, is apparently because um, his wife's family wrote to RTE and objected. That was the reason before before. it. It took forever to get that information. It's now beginning to whittle out. Uh, But uh, they were saying in the letter that his appearance on the late, late show would be too painful for them. Unfortunately, it's caused an awful lot of pain now for Andrew McGinley, and the story then of uh, Christmas. Well, what can I tell you? We we do know that um, you know everybody's going to do a bit of uh, you know Black Friday shopping tomorrow. More about that in a few minutes time. But there's an interesting compensation case makes the front of the Sun, where uh, a a Santa's grotto photographer won 200 euro compensation after his Christmas was ruined when he was denied breaks for three days. So he took it to um, Tribunal, and it's a front page you making this morning. son. Grotto Snapper wins Compo Christmas Hell. The fight before Christmas, they call it. And then there's a story in the sun of a disabled woman who was suing her mum's GP for millions for allowing her to be born. She's a spina bifida sufferer called Evie Toombs. This is a story out of the UK. She says that the doctor failed to tell her mother to take folic acid supplements an incredible story. would be very interested to see how that one rolls out in the courts. And they're also talking about a fear of shortage of turkeys. If it's not Christmas trees, it's turkeys. And butchers are being inundated with orders early due to fears of uh, of supplies. You know the old avian flu virus where 30,000 turkeys above in County Monaghan were culled because of it? They're worried there won't be enough to go around. And the papers also today talk of Black Friday. And of course that is tomorrow. And the sun gives you ideas um, as to how how you should navigate in the online world on black friday whether the websites are legit or not whether it really is a good deal or not and is there anything better that you can do to uh, look after your security online however shouldn't we really be thinking about shopping local over the next few days or the next few weeks if at all possible i think an awful lot of suppliers on side will match the price you can always ask them um, for a better deal or at least give them the uh, an opportunity uh, to uh, at least pitch for your business. Uh, I don't mean to be sounding preachy about this, but it's a very, very important time now with the lead into Christmas to be at least trying as best we can to buy local. Um, they will have the products in stock, the, the shops. I mean, you could well be waiting a long time if you order it online. So it's not a bad idea to check with local suppliers and local shops and They could have it faster for you. And again, it's about jobs... And it's about businesses staying open. And it's about keeping the lights on in our local communities. So it's worth thinking about, I think. The Neil
0: Prenderville Show. Lines open at
1: 1850 104 106. Pick up the phone on 1850 104 I know the Garth Brooks tickets have gone on sale. Um, Mark Willington's doing a little bit of work on it for me right now. And he'll be in in a few minutes' time just to chat how things are going online in the online world where people are all buying online these days. Is there anybody in a queue, though, physically queuing? at a Pro Musica or at, um, you know, a Ticketmaster somewhere. I'd love to hear from you. Or if you're in a queue online, how long have you been in the queue and what number are you in the queue? Text 868 104 While all that's happening to the phone lines, we go. Siobhan, good morning.
2: Hi, Neil. How it's are you? It's
1: damn cold at the moment and you have to crank the heat up at home. So tell me what it's like in schools. And
2: um, In the schools, Neil, well... My daughter has come home, Neil, absolutely frozen the last couple of days. Obviously, because of the new guidelines regarding COVID, they cannot put the heating on in school, and they have to keep the windows open for ventilation, which, as you can imagine, wasn't a problem up until the
1: cold weather set in, Neil. There's no heating... Is that a rule? Yes. I knew they had to keep the windows open, but... Turning the heat off? Yeah, that that's
2: that's what I've been told. Anyway, Neil, that there's no easing. I suppose Neil, if they're leaving the windows wide open, what is the point of putting I the heat? I know, on, but it just might take
1: like, the it just might take the bite out of it while circulating fresh air. I, I don't know. Yeah. It just it just sounds very very cruel. It, well, Neil,
2: it's the fact that. Like, these are young kids. I I even feel sorry for the teachers, to be honest with you. You can imagine trying to do your job six hours inside in a room. You're in with a load of kids, trying to keep them sitting down. They're freezing with the cold. My little girl turned to me and said, Ma'am, I couldn't focus in school today. I was so cold. All I could think about was keeping myself warm. And they're allowed to leave on their coats and everything inside in the classroom, Neil. But she was absolutely freezing. And I know I'm not the only mother.
1: Are we who, talking primary or secondary in your case? Primary in my case. Okay. And have you spoken yeah. to other mothers with kids in other schools, primary and secondary? Uh, yeah. What are yeah. they saying? Yeah. Same?
2: It, it seems it, most of the people who have came back to me, now have been primary. Do you know? Um they're just saying that they're absolutely freezing. We're worried. As you can imagine, Neil, it is that time of the year where you've flues bugs, and everything going around anyway. Not to mind Hampton sitting there in the cold. It's just heightening every fact.
1: Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm, at Do least I'm ha- happy to hear that they're being allowed to leave their coats on because when I dealt with this story yeah. about a week or so ago, they weren't allowed, I was being told, to leave coats well, on.
2: Well... Well, in our school, they are allowed if that's any. that's is she, glo- that's the only she one gloves on? From. No, she can't. She can't do anything with the gloves because, you know, I suppose to write, to type, to do anything. And she has a small problem with the muscles in her hands. So gloves aren't an option for her. And yet in the cold, her hands cramped. So she, by the time she comes home to me, her hands are really cramped and we do certain little
1: exercises. How do you warm her up? And free. How do you warm her up? Soup, I suppose. Hot tea? Hot water
2: bottle? Hot tea change of clothes, warm, just have the house air warm. But like I see her, Nile, it takes us about an hour to an hour and a half when she comes home. She, like the other side of it is I have spoke to other mothers, one in particular who said like, I don't know what to do because every day now her little boy is coming home with a headache and naturally he's coming with a headache because she said she knows it's only from the cold Yeah. because in a matter of an hour of him being home and warm, the
1: headache is gone. Ah, for God's sake. Could you imagine going around the house yeah. with all of the heating off, or, you know, particularly in the morning at nine or ten o'clock before temperatures climb a couple of degrees? It must be freezing, you know? It's free. And like and how not, schools said, wouldn't be the Neil, best ventilator, or the best, you know, they, they a lot of concrete, you know. They wouldn't be, they're not like exactly. at home, you know?
2: Yeah. And it, it's, listen, Neil, it isn't just the the kids that were on about, I, can, I can't can imagine how the teachers must feel. They must be frozen going around. I know that my daughter has told me, M, my teacher's absolutely freezing, mum.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I'd love to hear from other parents. So, and tell me this now, when it's lunchtime or break time, does she take a lunch with her? Or does she have to go out in the yard to yeah. eat it?
2: They get a few minutes to eat their lunch and then they go out in the yard to play. But she actually looks forward to that night Nigel, because they're running around, they're actually, at least out in oh, the yard, they're say. running around, they're heating up a bit, do you know what no, I mean?
1: No, no, yeah. another see text coming yeah. in already, my daughter said she can see our breath in class, we're forgetting yeah. our children, face masks will be next for them with everything else they have to deal with.
2: I'm like, I I don't know, I saw that this morning, the face mask, like, it's hard enough, you know when you're so cold, Neil and you're trying to catch your breath and the next thing you're going to have a face mask on (laughs) I I don't know how this is going to work for them and like it's just the knock on effect where they're then, they're coming home they have little flus, they have little colds
3: like
2: under the new rules if my daughter comes in today to me and has a bit of a sniffle or has a headache I'm not to send her to school for 48 hours and I'm supposed to get her a PCR test.
1: Yeah, well, I'm just wondering and whether I, any parents are keeping kids at home because of the cold. Um,
2: I would presume, Neil, with the way the weather is going, that if we get the weather they're talking about, like, I certainly won't can be sending my little girl up. That's that. cool. Like I
1: that, understand why, that is cruel. why they claim that they have to do a windows open Heat off and stuff like yeah. that, but sure. Like if they're not even getting, if they're not getting, um, they're not getting even getting a proper education if they can't concentrate.
2: If they can't concentrate, yeah. exactly. told and here it's, secondary it's schools
1: are secondary schools are the exact same. Windows open, heating off, toilets all off limit, only on certain times. Is yeah, I suppose they want to keep people yeah. going to school, but is there a point really if they can't concentrate?
2: Well, the other side of it is Neil. If you look at it this way, if if there's that many kids sitting in the cold they're going to get other leave COVID out of it they're going to get cold,
1: flus, cough that's very valid there's a text happen. here that says for God's sake will the yeah. schools ever wake up no wonder the kids are sick do they really want think everyone in government buildings are going around with windows open and no heating on no <laughs> so with the heating off and the windows open they're going to get sick
2: Yeah, and I do believe it's probably half the reason, like, uh, I had a friend who uh, was trying to get a PCR appointment for a PCR test, not a hope, she spent four days trying, Um, she eventually got onto her own GP and got it sorted, Neil, but maybe the reason is for that, is like, we're under those um, regulations that... If they come home with a sniffle or a cold or a headache or any symptom, we have to get them PCR tested. 90% of the time, there is no COVID involved, but we do have to get them PCR tested. And can you even get an appointment? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Do you okay. know? So that must be putting that under strain, the PCR testing.
1: Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cold or yeah. a sniffle because school is the heating off and the windows open. I know what you mean. Let, let me see if there are more yeah. calls on this, Siobhan, but thank you for highlighting it this morning because I'm seeing texts coming in already. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, there's another one here. This is from my son's school. Don't give him my details. He's in first class and all the windows are open in the classroom. Not just one, all of them. He has a body warmer on and another long sleeve top and he says he is still constantly cold. So this came from the school then. It was obviously a note or perhaps an email or a text sent to parents and guardians. As you are aware, classroom windows and doors are left open in school to ensure proper ventilation. Up until now, the weather has been quite mild. However, the forecast is for temperatures to drop over the next week or so. And therefore, we encourage children to wear thermal layers thermal skins under their uniforms to keep themselves warm if necessary children can wear another layer like a fleece top over their uniform pupils are brought outside during the day to help with ventilation and also to play at lunchtime so children should wear warm coats for these times and bring hats scarves and gloves if necessary thank you don't know what school that's from that doesn't mention as to whether they've turned the heating off or not. Text 0868104106. We'll come back to it. I just want to fast chat with Annette, who's been in the virtual... Are you in a physical queue or an online queue, Annette? Um, online queue. Since what time? Five past eight. And do you get a place in the queue, like a number?
3: Oh, yeah. At five past eight, I was 137,627.
1: <laughs> ah, come here, There's way <laughs> too many zeros on that. 137,000.
3: 137, yeah, six hundred and twenty-seven was my number
1: in an Irish queue.
3: Yeah. So there's a hundred and
1: thirty-seven o- and odd thousand people in Ireland ahead of you.
3: Yeah, that was <laughs> a five past eight.
1: How many Current- tickets? How many tickets are on sale?
3: Well, I think the the first two sold out, and then they put on a third. So yeah, I mean, look, it's very unlikely <laughs> I'm going to get tickets, but you know, I'm staying in the queue just to see.
1: Hold on a second. There are two Garth Brooks gigs, right?
3: Yeah, two, and then the edge of the third, the edge of the Sunday. When do they do that? Um, I suppose at about ten past nine.
1: A third one in Croker?
3: Yeah, third one at Croker. Yeah,
1: yep. it's coming in here now. I'm just seeing it for the first time. So no. uh, so they always intended to do that, did they? Oh, yeah, they did, it, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, well, you're 137,000 and odd. Apparently... Oh, yeah, I was. Yeah. What do you know?
3: At 9.28, I am now 75,182. 75,000! <laughs> 75,
1: <000. laughs> and it's the third yeah. gig you're bidding for now.
3: Well, so it seems. And it's telling me there were tickets still available... It's really, really busy this morning, so there's a queue in place. Please be patient.
1: <laughs> so you've jumped halfway up the queue I have. In yeah. an hour or so.
3: An hour and it's nearly an hour and thirty minutes now. Yeah.
1: And are you confident that there'll be no. any left? <laughs>
3: Huh? Like, I'm not confident at all. No.
1: What are they saying this morning? An extra Garth Brooks show has been added to the on and mm. the, as the online queue for Brooks tickets reached more than four hundred thousand this morning. No,
3: oh, I wasn't too bad at one hundred and thirty-seven. No, you weren't 100. too
1: bad. In fairness, to you. there were more than one hundred and fifty thousand people in each of the queues for the. Are there separate yeah. queues for the two gigs? Yeah. Uh,
3: yes, there was because you could pick your date when you first went online for either Friday or Saturday and obviously both of them have sold out, but they're still telling me that I'm in the Saturday queue, but obviously the Saturday tickets are gone now, so um, so I'm presuming I'm just automatically on to the Sunday queue.
1: Yeah, because so, I think it's 75,000 tickets per gig.
3: Well, I'm at 73,000 now, so <laughs> I'm, I'm getting there. You're
1: moving fast. If I kept you on hold a while, you probably will drop even more.
3: <laughs> I'm getting there. Like, I was there at the gig and Co. Park in 1992, <laughs> so I really want to go again
1: So yeah. Uh, listen we need to keep <laughs> a close eye on you Annette to see how you're doing over the next that hour or so. This.
3: well look I leave the queue open I haven't a notion of closing it down they tell me that's it you're done and tell I'm me now d- the
1: queue t- down. T- tell me this you're you're not looking at a laptop or your phone since 8 o'clock are you getting on with your right. life
3: yeah oh god I'm getting on with things yeah I'm going down to 72,000 <laughs>
1: <laughs> down a thousand
3: I'm going down a thousand so, yeah. Are you at Are that. you
1: at home? Getting on with your oh, life? I'm at home. Working? I'm at
3: home. So, I, yeah, I've just been cleaning up around the kitchen here now and all that <laughs> morning, and just, just getting on with things. So but the queue is open on my on my tablet.
1: Keeping half an eye on it, like is it? Oh
3: yeah. Oh god, yeah. I'm checking it every couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah.
1: All right. Will you come back to me or text me again? Let me know how you're I doing. Will. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you move from seventy five thousand to seventy two thousand since we started chatting? Yeah.
3: So um, I just refresh it there now. One second. I can't wait. I'm at Seventy-two
1: thousand two hundred and thirty-four. Second thing
3: has moved. <laughs> so, we'll, talk there there, All
1: right, we'll talk again later. talk again later on. Okay. Cheers, take care, Annette. Uh, if tomorrow never comes, to see, Jillian. Uh, good morning.
4: Good morning, Neil. How
1: are you? I, I'm good, thanks. I love I love rumours. What have you got?
4: Well, I was hoping that you'd have news. Is he going to come to Cardiff?
1: Me? I didn't I even know the, I didn't even know there was a the third gig added, woman. <laughs>
4: Well, they were saying that he might do five, and I was hoping that one or two would be in Cork. I'm online since 7am, and on my phone, it was 28,000 ahead of me. On my laptop, it was 90,000. And when I got to the front of the queue, on my phone, at half eight, it said sold out.
1: For which gigs?
4: For the Friday. It said Saturday was sold out, so it was giving me the Friday but it was giving me those nosebleed-inducing vertigo seats. (sighs) Um, So I was like, my mother was coming with me. There was no way. And then it just said time expired. So I'm now, I think, 24,000 ahead of me on my laptop.
1: For the third gig, is it?
4: I presume it's after bumping me to that. But, like, I logged on both devices at the exact same time at 7 a.m. I know. And my phone told me 28,000, and my laptop said 90 odd thousand that's bizarre
1: I don't know why that would happen I really don't but did you hear a rumour are you starting the rumour about a Cork
4: no I saw the interview with Garth Brooks and they were saying there was permission for five granted but the residents of by Crow Park were complaining so I was hoping then that that would mean that he would do two in Dublin and maybe at the third and then do a couple in Cork. You see, what
1: I, my understanding of an, and obviously I, my I was out of date on this was that he wanted to do five, but they agreed to do two because the residents said two will do. Um, but that clearly isn't the case if they added the Sunday night. That makes it three. So have they more in the yeah. pipeline after I that? I think
4: they got the permission for five. Yeah, but they were kind of seeing how it went. But like 7am, I logged on. I was, I had baton rouge on. I was dancing around to friends in low places. My children thought I had lost my mind. uh, And I uh, was so excited. My son went back to school yesterday after COVID. Um, My other two are still off. Now we're waiting for their results because we've been off for the last month between me and my husband and the kids and I was saying, this is Santa for Mommies this is Santa for Mommies, we're going to get tickets and sure I was hyper and then sold out.
1: All is not lost though. It's
4: heartbreaking.
1: All is not lost yet. When you say out for a month, were people testing positive over and back, like kind of thing?
4: Well I went down first, I'm a primary school teacher, I went down first and then my husband and then they were all due back last week and we got a text on the Thursday to say my middle boy he's 10 he was positive so it meant that it's like snakes and I you're down the snake back today when I, uh, I know, the other two children
1: and did anybody get sick? So.
4: I was very sick, yeah, I was sick for, I was a good two weeks sick, yeah, my dad was having a 70th birthday party the day after I came out of isolation in Mayfield J Club, Eddie Nodwell, he's probably listening now, Um, and we had planned that in March, and I couldn't go, I was still so sick, I just couldn't, I ended up getting a lung infection. Oh my God, double vaccinated and everything. Double vaccinated, 41, fit and healthy, no underlying conditions, yeah, very sick. Crocked. Cropped, literally a week in bed, and um, then started coming around. But the headaches were just awful, and the exhaustion. And then my husband had it as well, so trying to look after the tree. Smallies at the same time was a, a challenge. Some days, but as, um, uh, we're all well, now.
1: Yeah, I know. Well done. Getting out we're waiting
4: now today on the results for the other two, and they're just their bags are packed for school in the morning. If they and as, go as,
1: back. A, as a primary school teacher, you are aware of parents saying that their kids are frozen with the cold. It must be very hard for oh. teachers as well
4: crazy, crazy. There was days even like, I'm out since the 5th of November, and there was days even that week I couldn't feel my fingers, I couldn't feel my feet, and then you're going from the fire into the frying pan because you're on yard duty then nearly every day, so you're frozen. In you're the bathroom, as cold as the kids, the yeah. We mustn't yard. forget the it, teachers are it, also
1: it, suffering. Yeah,
4: yeah, it's freezing. And, but and then they, you're are they, the learn, are they learning and
1: anything in that cold, do you think?
5: Um...
4: I do know, like, I haven't been in now for the last two weeks, so there was major change in the temperatures this week even. Yeah. So I can't even imagine what it's like this week. I'm hoping to be back in there Monday morning if the other two hour are negative and we can get back to normal but I'll be layering up I'll be like the Michelin man walking into school I'd say and
1: the heating will be off as well all around
4: her on the lockdown the what? (laughs) they'll be saying Mrs. Harkin it all around her when she was (laughs) off the COVID because I'll have around 40 layers on
1: (laughs) you just better tell them when you you go into the class listen I haven't put on weight it's
4: thermals (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just all the windows open and then because all the doors and the windows have to be open around the school even your classroom door there's crosswinds going through the school
1: oh stop Oh, so even listening to you.
4: I know. Oh yeah, it is off, and then you see the little kids. Like I teach first class now; they're only six and seven, um, and it's hard. Would your heart so be breaking for them? Yeah, do
1: you would? Be, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you
4: have to do pee outside. You're not allowed to use the hall still. You're okay. trying to do pee outside of them, and should sure God love us, they've been through an awful time of it. Like. They
1: have, but so have you guys, and we need to remember that as well. Let me know how you get on with the tickets for GB. All right.
4: I, I think I'll be getting tickets for probably 2031 <laughs> at this stage, I know, but anyway. Stay positive, Hope stay he comes to Cork and right. they'll, um, they'll put on
1: I don't know, birthday. Gillian, I mean, moving a Garth Brooks gig and the rig and the equipment and the sound and the trucks and the juggernauts from Dublin to Cork, I don't know where they do it. They, they might just want to leave it where it is, you know?
4: Maybe, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: I mean, I don't want to be a party pooper, it would be great if it happened. <laughs>
4: I know, I know, but sure, we'll just have to wait and see. All right,
1: girl, take care for now. Cheers, Gillian. I'll talk to Debbie and Mark Willington after the break.
0: Text the Neil Brenderville Show now, 86 Red
1: FM. Garth Brooks, tickets on sale. The first two gigs sold out, and they're selling Sunday now. Debbie, good morning. Morning, Neil, how are you? So congratulations are in order, I believe. (laughs) Yeah,
6: thank
1: you. You you got them for what what gig? (laughs)
6: The Sunday, I actually put in for the Saturday. Um, I was in the queue, the virtual queue at 7 o'clock this morning, and then I went into the next queue at 8 o'clock when the tickets went on sale. And then I didn't realise that I was in the Sunday until I had them paid an offer. Go it the confirmation came back, but i say that was just down to me not looking at it properly, but I must have gotten some notification along the queue somewhere, but I obviously bypassed it.
1: So they did, that's what so happened, because other people, other people just timed out or were, were logged off. You were saying you got changed from one queue to the next to the next.
6: Yeah, yeah, it just went off. Now, it did at one point at around 10 to 9, day that it lost connection and I was nearly hopping around the place but actually it just brought me back into where I was in the queue but I presume for the Sunday night queue then rather than the Saturday I could gotcha.
1: you because know? you, you don't care what what gig do you?
6: Oh no no well I would have preferred the Saturday just because the Sunday would be more awkward with the kids and stuff with school on a Monday you now and all that but oh. look we'll figure all that out next September.
1: <laughs> so you went on at what time?
6: Uh, well, I logged in at 7 o'clock and it said join the queue. What
1: I number were you down, at that stage, you
6: know? No, all that did is it just brought me into a countdown from an hour down to 8 o'clock. And then a the clock had changed to join the queue again. So I joined the queue again at 8 o'clock. I was actually looking at my phone as it was counting down, you know, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, whatever. And when I joined in first, I was around... One second, oh, I'll actually check because I took a screenshot and sent it on to the girl that um, we're going with.
1: Yeah. That would have been um, around about 8 I o'clock,
6: was, I suppose. Where was I? I? joined in at around 62,500. At what time? At, well, that was literally at 8 eight and 10 seconds. All like, right. that's not allowed to be
1: Very lucky then, because another caller a while yeah. ago was 137 in the queue, just at 8 o'clock. So, I don't know why that happens. Yeah. just got a lot lucky. a friend lucky.
6: of mine now, like, the two of us were... Logging in at the same time, like if I got in, I was getting her tickets. So she logged in, she was getting mine, and she was similar enough. Like she logged in around ninety thousand. I don't know why it logged in quicker for me. but I know. And I don't ask any questions. No, no. Anyway. I mean,
1: you got to work together as a team. I understand all of that. Yeah, Who cares? yeah. So she
6: had two devices going in fairness there. But apparently, there was three hundred
1: thousand in the queue. They're saying when the tickets went on sale oh originally. So you did, you did Very quite true. well.
6: Yeah. No. So delighted. Yeah. So bring it on. Sunday the eleventh of our next year, September.
1: Go on, give us a big, loud yee-haw. yee Yeehaw! <laughs> well done, girl. Thanks, Debbie. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you, Mind man. yourself. Okay. Uh, Mark Willington joins me in studio. He's got the inside track, having been online himself. Morning. Good morning, Neil. What's happening in well, the Garth Brooks world?
7: Well, it's, it's kind of like um, like Debbie just said there. Oh, sorry. My name, I'm on the right mic. Oh, no, yeah, the go. middle one. Yeah, oh, the middle cool. one. You're good. Uh, it's like Debbie just said there. The um There doesn't seem to be an exact science to it in terms of how quickly some people move down the queue and how people how quickly some people sort of stick around the same numbers. Um, but we do have someone outside in the office who has got tickets pitch- on the pitch for Sunday night. They have completed the sale. I can't mention who it is because it's a Christmas present. And uh, if I say it, <laughs> and the person who <laughs> present it is... Um, uh, is listening. I'll blow the whole thing. But no, we have someone in the office who has also completed a sale. Uh, and as Debbie was saying, um, the same thing happened to me, and it's only because I noticed at the top of the screen, I was originally in the queue, uh, I think it was for the Friday night when I joined, but now the top of my, my you're in the queue page now does say Sunday 11th of, of September. Do you have a number so where you I, are in the queue. I am. So I'm and twelve. Oh, it's just gone down. Uh, <laughs> Exciting. 120,117. So you're having a hope. No, no chance. I mean, I, I won't be going anyway. There's it, a lot of the people
1: ahead of you. How many tickets can they buy? Do
7: you know what? I don't know if there's a if there's a cap on tickets. Yeah. Six is the usual, isn't it, on Ticketmaster? But I don't know because you haven't, I haven't got that far. Rare. No chance. No like chance. The, what, what's capacity? Seventy-five thousand.
1: Yes, it is incredible. Mark your form
7: <laughs> so anybody, that's, know, anybody you know, that anybody I, I do wonder how many people how many people in radio stations up down the country are on the are in this queue and they might all just drop out you never know
1: yeah well maybe a hundred I don't yeah. think I don't think many thousands that's no not sure. at all? <laughs> oh, okay so this is this clip then is reminiscent of what happened when in 2014 is it
7: yeah I was just digging back through um, old episodes there of reeling in the years and they had a feature there uh, looking back at 2014 and the gigs that never happened.
8: There's no problem with Care Food staying in Ireland or that kind of thing. But coming to one location and basically having martial law like conditions for a community is not right, it's not acceptable. And we're very concerned that we we'll would set a precedent
7: for the future.
9: We're back in Crow Park and Garbrook for the five nights. The five nights bring great business, great atmosphere to around here.
7: It's not beyond the capacity of the Eroctus to pass emergency legislation if necessary. First of all, you'd be accused of
1: doing down the rights of residents who have rights, of course. Secondly, you'd be accused of interfering on top of a planning process.
7: It's not beyond the capacity of the Eroctus to pass emergency legislation if necessary.
1: First of all, you'd be accused of doing down the rights of residents who have rights, of course. Secondly, you'd be accused of interfering on
0: top of a planning process. I can tell you this honestly. Anyone in Ireland, anyone on the planet is sad about this. You're not one billionth as sad as I am. Because I'm the real loser in this one. It's madness. Madness. They should have told
1: the man on the first place you could only do two answers. There's 400,000 people very unhappy
10: it's an absolute disgrace absolute
1: disgrace reeling in the years from
7: 2014
1: do you think they'll add more I mean you don't have any insight knowledge as no, to whether there's no five idea. and they're drip
7: dripping them out no I mean yeah for all we know there could be five already agreed and, and they will come out as soon as the Sunday is what have they done with the, the residents of Croke Park send, sending them to Barbados for the week <laughs> <laughs> or something <laughs> maybe that maybe that's sending them to Garth Brooks Ranch <laughs> yeah or maybe they should just give them tickets for all five nights and then they'd have a great time oh no, they'd
1: have five headaches <laughs> There. Yeah,
7: true. Yeah, I've gone down in the queue, hundred and seventeen thousand uh, six hundred and thirty
1: nine. So moving. You're Come so in. optimistic and positive. I love your your positivity. You haven't a hope.
7: <laughs> well, did you know when um, uh, um, when the unnamed person outside in the office joined, they joined at seven fifty five. So just before, obviously, it all went on sale. There was already sixty three thousand people waiting in that pre queue at uh, five to eight.
1: Now, what are they saying here? Ten past eight, there were two hundred eighty thousand people waiting to buy tickets for gigs. Uh, <laughs> but if you do get to the the top of the queue. Will you actually buy anything?
7: No. I'm, I'm I'm quite rare in that I'm a Brit who knows who Garth Brooks is. It's, it's not really that, that that big in the UK. Isn't he and, uh, really not? No, I know and I know because my um my grandad was a was a big country music fan and uh, and it's Garth an Brooks thing. So I so I do know and I was just telling Kira in the office this as well the, the the album In Pieces is my only knowledge of Garth Brooks. So, um, uh, The Red Strokes and Dancing Outside the Fire, all that sort of stuff. I know that album. You know, the, it's the one with the red and black chestnuts. That's right. Ball yeah. Over.
1: The Red Strokes, a great song. We don't hear red that. The Red Strokes,
7: great music video for The Red Strokes. Yeah. Where I'm at the piano with the red so, paint. Oh, so so it's very paint. much an Irish thing then, Garth Brooks, isn't it? Well, uh, I'm just not uh, well, Obviously, my, my granddad was, was Scottish. Um, but I'm not aware of anyone in in many people in the UK really being that aware okay, of Garfrooks. Okay,
1: I tell you what: if you by chance, you won't. But if you by chance get to the top of the queue and snaffle a, snaffle a couple of tickets, buy them. I will give you a credit card to buy them. We'll give them away on
7: air, absolutely, just yes, in case it happens.
1: I don't expect it to happen, but miracles could happen. They I'll could leave put it a, running. They could put a fourth gig on, and we will give the tickets away. If I'm, you can, if you can buy more than two, do.
7: Yeah, I'm terrified now of of, of the window <laughs> quitting or, uh, or or the. Or the, 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 the my off you go, off on.
1: you go. Busy morning for you this morning. <laughs> Don't mess with that phone. Touch nothing. Thanks, Mark. Back after the break.
0: Talk to Neil Printerville now. 1851 Red
1: FM. With regards to the lotto not being won since June, Michal Martin says he can do a lot of things and they have high estimations of themselves in the doll, but he, think his, he says his, his capacity to produce a winner in the lotto may exceed our expectations or estimations of what he can do as a Taoiseach. Mind you, the whole story evolves around um, Taoiseach T.D. Uh, Fine T.D. Bernard Durkin, who's been um, really front and center with this for the last few weeks, he is saying players who've been buying their tickets twice a week are rightly fed up with the fact that uh, it doesn't get won and it just rolls on and on and on and the jackpot stays the same. And he wants an answer as to why no winner has been picked or no one's won it for nearly six months. He says it's high time to see what's going on inside that machine. Let's see what's making those balls spin. How long more will people continue to buy tickets if they don't believe they have a fair chance of winning and they're rightly fed up? He also called for the numbers of balls in the lotto drum to be reduced back to 36. The amount of balls in there is 47. um, And he wants it back to where it used to be at 36. And he also recently said that it would be easier for Shergar to win Squid Game... Then scoop the Irish jackpot. So that's where we're at, at, and we spoke about this earlier in the week, and we're asking the question, that and many more, as to firstly, why did we sell it? The lotto was sold. Uh, Actually, the entire lotto system was sold to a company that runs the Ontario uh, Teachers Pension Trust. The lotto was capped because if the prize fund went over 19 million, uh, all the combination of numbers can be done by a syndicate. Um, They need to keep it as a game of chance. That's why it's capped at 19 million. They also capped the Euro Millions at two hundred million for the same reasons as Pat. Um, but you were refer- that the the actual syndicate we were talking to who won the Lotto before was the Scruffy Murphy Syndicate. They had a strategy of buying all the combinations of numbers in the six thirty six Lotto uh, when it would roll over. They won twice, uh, but they made a profit on all apparently. Um, so uh, that's why they increased the amount of numbers from thirty six to forty seven. The Irish Lotto is for profit. The government sold the license to operate that 20 years ago after the financial crisis. Um, every single government we had in recent decades have been so incompetent, so true what that man said. They sold off all of our natural resources, never mind just selling off the lotto. Um, and also, somebody else was given out grief about uh, selling off our national road structure to toll systems. You might think the sale of the lottery was the sin. Try the sale of all the toll roads in this country. That's worth billions, says Billy Morrissey. Morning, Neil. The reason the lotto is capped is that it went. if it went much higher, you could have a situation where a syndicate could actually do every single combination and come out with a profit. I mean, I was amazed to hear that for the first time earlier in the week, and many people are saying that. Others are saying the shops get 1% of the winnings. Now, that just, I mean, you're entitled to say that if you believe it, but I don't think that's the case. I mean, the shops then would get huge money if it went, uh, you know, I mean, you're talking about 19 million. Imagine 19 million of that. Um, the, amount, the money should be split over 10 different games on the one night. Just keep playing the game over and over. Uh, Look at the amount of money the National Lottery would make. The money could be reinvested to support the homeless. I also discovered during the week that 30% of the lottery. It's 30% of it goes to good causes. Uh, and one final one, just to let you know, oh yeah, that, you're right, that's the Canadian Teachers Pension Fund. Appreciate that. Thank you. Lines will stay open, of course, uh, right through the news, so text 868 104 if you want to get involved in that. Just one thing from yesterday ahead of the news. We were talking about uh, where Santa Claus would be across Christmas, and in a list that I read out from a, a listener yesterday morning, um, we inadvertently said that Photo House didn't have any Santa Claus this Christmas time. That's not true. They do. A fairy tale Christmas at Photo House. And it can be booked, and I'm told there's availability on their website, www.photohouse.rezgo.com. But if you go onto the website, you'll find the Santa Claus link and you can click it yourself. So happy to correct that. A fairy tale Christmas at Photo House and it can be booked Online. Back up to ten.
8: Hey it's Dave. Join me weekdays from four for Dave Max Drive where I'll help get you home or give you a little lift at home. Big hits, loads of fun features and traffic info. What more could you need? Join me weekdays from four, Dave Max Drive.
0: Get it off your chest. Text the Neil Brinderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Red
1: FM. And in the last few minutes, I got an email from Aiken. uh, Promotions to say that due to extra demand, more gigs have now been added to the Garth Brooks list. So there are five gigs now. I thought that they could only have a maximum of five a year in Croke Park. That would be five Garth Brooks and an Ed Sheeran. So 9th of September, 10th of September... 11th of September and then he goes on a little bit of a break, maybe tours around Ireland a bit, maybe flies home for a few days and comes back again and plays the 16th and the 17th so 9, 10, 11 and then uh, the 16th and 17th have also been added so surely now with 5 gigs there'll be tickets for everybody 5 Garth Brooks gigs at Croke Park due to phenomenal demand but they were expecting that anyway it was in the pipeline so 5 gigs he ain't going to be travelling south um, of uh, the uh, the capital to play Porky Quee, but I'm sure that fans are happy to travel. So five gigs now, so you shouldn't have much of a problem at this stage. I'd be surprised if everybody didn't get a ticket. Back to the phone lines we go. Catherine, good morning. Good
11: <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> I have a frog in my throat. Your
1: grand clear it away, clear it away. Um bit of a bit of a crisis for a you nice there, story. was it? Um, um,
11: it wasn't even a crisis. It was it was a life saving adventure. There you go, a
1: life saving adventure on Douglas Street.
11: On Douglas Street, I was going. I had been dropped from a car at Doug, the junction of Douglas Street and Dunbar Street. I know it, yeah. The driver went down Dunbar Street and I stood, moved away, a little bit away from the junction and stood to wait for the traffic to pass. It was about 20 past 35 past 5 this day last week and the traffic was bumper to bumper. And I stood there and I said, that's all right, it's, it'll pass. Yeah. I'll get across. Then I saw a gap coming up and I said, great, I'll cross at the gap. So I, I moved on out. There were cars parked where I was. I moved on out from those cars. At, at least I think I did. And then I was at the gap, and then I fell, fell. forward out onto the road.
1: God Almighty! Did you trip or something? Yeah. What happened?
11: Now, I I, I stayed at the curb. I don't know. I'm elderly woman. I was carrying a stick and a bag. So, like,
1: uh, I know I have your age. You're in your eighties. You don't mind me saying that to you.
11: I'm eighty-one. Right, I'm eighty-one. Okay. okay, okay.
1: Yeah,
11: and and so I was there. I I wasn't aware of anything except that I was on the road and the road was at my face.
10: God, and right. the
11: next thing I saw, um, no, well, I didn't see him really, but there was a cyclist whom I hadn't seen, but he was in front of the cars. He might even have been the reason why the gap was there because they were allowing him a head go ahead. Yes, and he got off his bike pushed the bike to my side, stopped the cars, and came over to me. And he said, come on, I'll help you up. And I said, I can't get up. And he said, you can. I'll lift you. And he, he caught me under the arms, and he lifted me up. I can still feel the strength of his arms under my arms. And he lifted me up. Now, I don't remember him pushing me over back onto the curb. he must have. And he must have picked up my stick and the bag. And then he said, you grand, now got on his bike and went. Yeah. I said, thank you, God bless you. And I don't know if he even heard me, but he, he said the thought has been with me so much all the week. I felt I had to, yeah, had to say, isn't it great to have stories like that?
1: Absolutely. You said it's been haunting you since then because you could have been I, killed.
11: I, I could, and it was only as I thought of it the following days that I realised my position. I was, I was in a very dark jacket, I had no NO high vis, and I would be giving out to, to pedestrians if they hadn't. No white, no viz.
1: And was it getting dark at that stage? It probably it,
11: was. It was. 20 past 5. Oh, it was very dark. It. It, was. it was. And the cars, you see, the fact that there were so many cars would make it even darker.
1: Well, in fairness to him. And after he left, were you okay? Were you able to Well, I, I, I
11: stood there. Well, I stood there shocked. But it, 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 you know the way when you're in the trauma of a moment, you're in the trauma. And I wanted to cross to the other side and the cars were back on bumper to bumper. And I said, That's all right, I'll wait for them to go. And then I went to pick up my, my smaller bag on my left hand. Now, remember, I had a stick. Yeah. A stick. And a small bag and a bigger bag. Yeah. And I went to pick up the the small bag with my left hand, and that was the way I done something. But fair
1: play to him. But you're You didn't injure yourself or anything.
11: I fell and I I broke I got I broke my left wrist.
1: Oh my god! But did it,
11: you? I did, did. But that didn't show up at the later. But I'm, the, the only thing to do with him is it could have been my hip. It could have been I could have been dead. And and a car could have hit me and it would have been that person's haunting forever.
1: I know. And yeah. so did you get treatment for the wrist later? Did you well, realize I, that?
11: Well, I strapped it up that night and I went the following day up to the orthopedics place and they sorted it all out.
1: Misfortune. I mean, it could have been so much worse. But a broken oh wrist God. is painful. Yes. It's painful.
11: Well, it is, but relative to what could have happened. Absolutely.
1: It's not. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Well, that's great that he stopped well, and got then, off the and bike to came to your aid. It'd be lovely to find indeed. him, wouldn't it?
11: Oh, I I just would hope that somebody or somewhere would hear it and say it to him that he did. He saved my life.
1: I know. Do you live in the city, or were you going? Were you going home, or I doing?
11: The, I live in the glen. I was sitting in, in, in Douglas Street.
1: Yeah, you were visiting. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, you're still not over it. I can tell by your voice. Obviously, it's well, my
11: voice is shaky just thinking about it and and knowing
1: what, what could have been.
11: Yeah.
1: Well listen, isn't it lovely to experience the kindness of strangers all the it same? Is. It is, it is. And
11: all as right. I say uh, I can still see
1: him. God bless him. All right. Well listen, thank you so much for sharing. sharing. Hope you make you a one good. you'll make a one hundred percent recovery this side of Christmas. Oh I will. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right.
11: Okay, thank you, Neil. Listen, Bye-bye Catherine,
1: now. if we hear who he is or if anybody gets in touch or if he gets in touch, um we'll all we'll right. we'll come back to you, all right?
11: I know, okay. Thanks very much. All
1: the best. Thanks Bye, for I sharing know. that. It's great to share those stories, actually. I saw a lovely one go up on the Glanmire Notice Board recently, um, and it's a fabulous story of another person who came to the aid of a fellow Corconian. I've just driven through Riverstown Cross and came across, this is what it says, I've just driven through Riverstown Cross and came across a car broken down and a young girl on, a fo- on the phone and a young man standing alongside her. I pulled up and asked, was everything okay? And the young guy said, yes, everything is okay. This was late. This was half past one in the morning now, bear in mind. And the young, the young guy said, yes, everything's okay. I'm just on my way home from work. And I came across the girl broken down. So I just pushed her car off the road to the side of the road. I told her um I would stay with her till she got help because I didn't want to leave her alone at this time of the night, half past one in the morning. Um... And that was a beautiful thing. And the person who posted that said that the age of chivalry is definitely not dead. Well done to this young guy. His parents should be well proud of him. Uh, wouldn't you hope that if your daughter was in this position that she'd be lucky enough to meet this guy? So that's as much as went up on the Notice Noticebook. But I was subsequently contacted uh, by a friend of mine who said that what happened next was um, he stayed with the girl and And then uh, they couldn't start the car or whatever the case may be, at half past one in the morning he said that he would drive her home um and and she was delighted with the offer and got into the car and they were going to go to Douglas through the tunnel, but it turned out apparently that the tunnel was closed you 've seen the signs up closed for maintenance overnight, so it was closed, so he drove from Riverstown all the way up into the city, along the quays, across the bridges across the city out the I know they went the South Ring Road. He might have gone the Main Douglas Road and brought her all the way home, the long way round, and then turned around and went back and drove all the way back to Glenmire again. I thought it was a fantastic story. I'd love to know who that lad is. Just to get his name out there and say, well, well done. Fantastic. Back after the break.
0: The Neil Prenderville Show on Twitter at NeilRedFM. It
1: became late to the show this morning. There are five Garth Brooks gigs now at Croke Park. The first couple at least are sold out. But if you thought you had not a prayer, you have a much better chance with five gigs. You might want to think again and maybe see if you can get yourself, scoop yourself a couple of tickets, five gigs at Croke Park. Meanwhile, I did promise that I would shorten the shopping list for today. And I have done a €250 Tesco gift card every day this week and every every little helps. And Tesco are part of the Douglas Village shopping community and the village is celebrating, or at least the shopping centre is celebrating, 50 years of age this month. So 250 euro. Here is the shopping list. You need to be able to recall it to me in full uh, at around about quarter to midday today. But don't call just yet. I'll, I'll call it out a few times between now and a quarter to midday. So here it is. Tesco frozen peas. Lint chocolate Santa. Tin of chopped tomatoes. Tesco light bulb three bananas loaf of sourdough bread eight pack of double A batteries, can't get enough of those for Christmas, and a Christmas bobble hat, that's the list, okay, so it's somewhat shorter if you missed any of those, don't worry you can't write as fast as I speak them I suppose, so I'll read them again a couple of times between now and uh, quarter to minute. back to the phone lines we go, John thank you for holding, regarding the lotto what have you got for me?
12: Well,
13: cast your mind back to the to the Christmas uh, 2017-18 uh, Christmas draw when we had a draw for uh, for a prize that didn't exist.
1: Mm, don't, I don't know. I think, what was that about? See, I don't play a lot, yeah. so I don't much of my own notice of it.
13: No, I, I, I've i been watching this for a while and I was wondering what was going to come up later on in, in the thing. We had, we had a Christmas uh, prize draw for a million or something back in 2017-2018, uh, uh, but apparently that prize didn't exist and when it was, and when, and when the the owners of the lottery, the, the Canadian um, uh, pension trust fund, were were, uh, were contacted, they decided that they would have another draw, uh, and which wasn't much good to the people who would have thrown away their tickets. Uh, uh, and they added n- uh, new numbers, I believe, to the to the existing draw. But they, to the best of my knowledge, we never found out what the numbers were.
1: Yeah, so you, like, there's a lot of there's a lot of talk about the people who bought the lotto, I I understand that, and we sold it, and yeah. apparently the British sold their lotto to the same people, so there's nothing we can yeah, do about that, it's gone, yeah, but it's, yeah. about, it's about clarity and fairness, you're saying?
13: But, but yeah, but I don't think there was any clarity or fairness, because if you're having a, a Christmas draw for a million euros back in 2017, 2018, and the prize don't exist... I mean there's something there's something going on there
1: i don't know why that would have happened. It could have been just human error i've no, I've no idea um well, well, but, well, but what i well, what I do know is that six months later this jackpot has not been won, and there's a call now for the machine to be examined
13: <laughs> I think there's that more than the machine needs to be examined i mean who who programs the machine?
1: I I've no yeah, Id- I've it's no it's idea like it, it 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 the balls spin around inside in a drum don't they and then compressed air pushes the the actual balls into a chute a tube don't they Yeah
13: that's uh, basically how it's done Okay So but th- th-
1: but, 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 so there's no software involved in this this is old fashioned luddite technology if you like it's just hot air and a spinning drum
13: Well Take it for what it's worth that it that it it's it's being played fairly, but what I want what I can never understand is we saw the lottery that we are now putting four million euros uh, uh, a week into a, a Canadian pension fund and we could be doing lots of things with it in our own country. They, that oh would yeah, be but people
1: lottery. are entitled to a bit of a f- bit of fun and a dream what that they'll I win. Have-
13: Oh, absolutely! But why, why, why wasn't the lottery kept in Ireland so that the money? That we were
1: broke. Apparently, we were broke and ah, we were so hammered we for it with but, debt.
13: Yeah, and we and we sought the NCT to a French
1: company. I, 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 not saying that I agree with selling off the family jewels, but we did. You know, I'm not saying it was right. But yeah,
13: yeah, yeah. But you're yeah. Like, like, there was no, there was no uh, foresight here at all. It was all look. All we're dealing with in this country the whole time is a knee-jerk uh, uh, operation to something. They're, they have no bigger picture in their mind. They're caught in a corner, and the first thing they do is panic, and they start selling the jewels. Sell, sell,
1: sell, sell. Yeah, yeah. Well, we yeah, sell. Up, yeah. We sold up oil, didn't we? We sold gas. We sold the toll roads. I know. Well, we sold, well, the NCT, well, sold the NCT. Sold the lot. Well,
13: yeah. Well, well, I, I told you some time ago that the, the, the Jack Lynch told me would be getting told, and you told me it wouldn't happen. <laughs> I told you that about seven years ago, and as a matter of fact, I still know the company that's getting Yeah,
1: <laughs> You don't know for sure that's going to happen, John, do you? I do. <laughs> When's it going to happen?
13: As soon as they have the roadwork completed oh it's going to happen. Will it be soon, then? Within the next two years.
1: And what will they charge to use the tunnel?
13: Well... That, I don't know. I, I, I would imagine it would be something like the M50. Uh, that's uh, And they'll probably get the same contract that if there wasn't enough traffic through it that the citizens would pick up the the dead deadfall.
1: And the state would take the money because we own the Jack Lynch Tunnel, like?
13: But no, the company that's going to buy the contract if it will take the money.
1: But they, but they can't own the tunnel, they just own the service to provide the tolling, isn't it? That,
13: that, that's correct. Okay. and, and they're going to be paid for every car that goes through. Yeah, but so
1: will, for. so will the Irish state will make money out of every car. Well,
13: we didn't make any money out of the
1: N50. Now, we did hardly give it away if you didn't have skin in the game, Now, in fairness. Well, there's ah, no skin in the game no. with the lottery. <laughs> well, they got paid for the lottery, though. They got something like 400 million when they sold it. Yeah, yeah. what did they do with it? So you say you definitely know 100% that the, that yeah, the Jack Lynch Tunnel will be told. Yeah. In the next couple yeah. of years, and that they're just yeah. waiting for all of the works to be done at the Donkettle Roundabout, and they'll introduce the technology and the scanning system to do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And would it be a euro a trip through it, or will it be you know? Well, you...
13: I, 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 I don't, I don't know what monetary value that they will
1: put on it. Okay.
13: But uh, that's a, that's already right. have to be worked out amongst themselves.
1: Okay. Well, I'm going to hold you to that. If and when it but happens, it you can come back and yeah. say I told you so.
13: Well why no that that would be that would be uh, too uh, uh what you call it, that would be too patriotic. I know I'd have no
1: problem with that if you can stand over it now and when it when it happens, if it happens. But, I mean Well you know, We thought it was a joke years back. I actually did an April Fool's years ago, um, saying that they were gonna start charging us from water out of the tap. It was the most bizarre thing in the world back then, but of course <laughs> <laughs> we learned differently, didn't we?
13: Absolutely. But listen to me. Uh,
1: hold on, to your head. You have no idea what's going, on, what's going, on, what's going on down the track. But all right. Well, as always, stay in touch, pal. All right. You too. God bless. Take God care. God. Text oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. Pick up the phone at one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. John may have a point as you head towards the as you head towards East Cork from Mahan There is a barrier put on the slip road, so John may have a point. Are they doing the tech for it now and the construction on it? I don't know. Let's stay with the phone lines. Donald, good morning. Hello, good morning to you. You have a very busy show this morning. <laughs> Thanks be to God, I love when it's busy and I'm da- I'm glad that you're part of it. What's on your mind?
14: Well, I was just... The, the, the one thing that struck me this morning was the unfortunate
1: situation in relation to the school kids going to school. Frozen with the coal windows open, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. yes.
14: Yeah. It shouldn't be tolerated at all. No, I'm not a parent. I'm not a parent. But I would have no choice but to get political about it. I would call upon... With utter respect, I would call upon the parents that are sending children to that school and into that environment to pull the children out of school altogether, and any other school. Well, minimum, if it, in County Cork, that is in that position to take the children out of the schools altogether.
1: On the basis is of what? what that they're frozen the with the cold, they're going of sending to get sick.
14: children into sub-zero, sub-zero, um, in, uh, learning environment for to have their children educated where they'll pick, where they'll pick up minimum, minimum of
1: a cold. Well, that's I what mean, one of the mothers was saying to me earlier on, that they're coming home with sniffles and coughs and yeah. colds and they yeah. have to go for yeah. a lotto test. It's always... Oh, sorry, a COVID test. It's always negative and it's just... Blocking up the entire system, you can't even get a PCR test as it is. But it's not just one school. You're aware that this seems to be the policy in schools to have the windows open. I'm not so sure about whether or not the heating is off. A teacher has come back to me and said that the heating is on in schools. So some of it on, some of it off. But I'd imagine that heating on makes very little difference if all the windows are open. Correct. It's common sense, really, as you know yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
14: But I mean, the the children shouldn't be subjected to that kind of treatment in this day and age.
1: So keep them home, you're saying?
14: No, I, well, I mean, there's a choice to be made, if that is the way the thing is going to operate. I mean, the thing about it is is that uh, if I was a parent, I, and I'm not a parent, but if I was a parent, I would not tolerate it. Okay, you can feel... And f- I would, I, sorry? And, go,
1: and you'd call on parents to not I tolerate it. I would be called
14: in parents to bandy together okay. Unfortunately, unfortunately, this has to be made political. Okay. Unfortunately and sadly so.
1: Okay, hold on there a second if you wish, because I want to talk to Mick Scandal, who's a teacher himself, and by way of maybe correcting some inaccuracies. Mick, good morning.
10: Good morning, Niall. Thanks for lovely taking the call. Good morning down here in Crosshaven. I'm looking out over the Atlantic, <laughs> and it's lovely and warm inside my room. I have all the windows open.
1: Lucky you. So you have the heating on then?
10: Not at all. I haven't had the heating on this winter yet.
1: You haven't needed it's warm it? warm here. Pardon? I mean, the window's open and you don't need the heat. I don't need the heat. I have the windows open. It's beautiful. Okay. And, it, but, um, is, and that pri- is that primary or secondary? or just No, give me...
10: I'm at home at the moment. Not oh, to... Sorry, I'm yeah. at home.
1: Ah, well, I mean, I understand I... that. Okay.
10: Yeah. yeah, I'm at home. Yeah. I'm a retired teacher. I was 46 years teaching in a Dutch school in Cork. Okay. okay. And I can only speak with authority from that school and tell you, there is no regulation being issued as regards turning off the heating. Not a, I haven't any pretensions now to the role of heating genius, but I do know that when the temperatures decrease below a certain number of degrees, the heating has to come on. So there is no regulation being issued that the heating isn't to come
1: on. Oh Yeah, but if I speak to parents who say that in the primary school where their son or daughter is, the heating yeah. has been turned off, I believe that...
10: that's probably a local decision, Niall, but I do know that the heating is on in the school that I taught in. And I'd assume that it's on in other secondary schools as well.
1: And you've checked that, have you, recently?
10: Yes, I have, yeah. And I have um, nieces teaching in primary schools, and they've told me that their heating is on as well.
1: Okay, but even but if must, it is, it must Mick. It's
10: just an arbitrary decision.
1: No, but I didn't hear any, there was no There was no regulation came down from the HSE government nor our effort to turn off the heating, I know yeah. that. But I'm just saying, even if it was on, and let's say that it is on in some schools, it probably isn't having much impact if all of the windows are oh, open.
10: Absolutely, I'd agree with you, because all the windows are open. And the reason why, the, one of the prime reasons why the windows are open is that uh, some schools have been issued with six CO2 monitors, no air purification systems, and that is the problem. That, uh, for example, now, you must be aware of the fact that there are two-tier system operating in this country. Private schools, fee-paying schools, yeah. and then the ordinary schools. Now, yeah. in those fee-paying schools, there's nothing to stop those people who they have the finances, and I'm not objecting to that, installing a purification system and CO2. Yeah. Now, the ordinary day schools, one which I've been uh, lucky enough to be associated with, they hadn't any access to that.
1: And the CO two monitor, Mick, that would be in the classroom, and when CO two levels would get too high, they would then open the windows.
10: Yeah, no, no, no. What you have to do, the windows would be open when the CO two monitor shows red. There's an immediate exodus from the class, and the students will demand it. They'll say, "Sir, or this, the 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 marker is on red." Yeah. So you have to take them out to the yard straight away, and you do your know yourself the disruption. Once they move to the yard now, trying will try to get them back in and settle them down is a difficult task.
1: But with windows you know? open at the moment and four or five yeah. degrees outside at nine o'clock, ten o'clock in the morning, they're frozen Absolutely. with the cold. What are they actually learning? Very little, I'd say, if they're cold.
10: Well, they're learning a lot more than they did when they were doing the virtual learning. They have one-to-one uh, uh, teaching. And you used a word there earlier on, I love listening to your... Your vocabulary is immense. You use the word Luddite. <laughs> I was an old Luddite member myself. <laughs> and I think that the, the, uh, the teaching that's going on, that's going on is of superb quality.
1: And no, I'm never disputing that. I'm just talking yeah. about the misfortunate kids frozen with the cold, going home to be defrosted by their mum or dad for a couple of hours and saying, I've but learned nailed, nothing.
10: Nail this one on the head. The heating is on. Okay. When required.
1: Okay, my man. Thank you for that. Appreciate okay, it. Okay, no, thank, thank you, Donald. Thank you, Mick. Line's open at 850 104, 106. Let's stay with calls for now. Sharon, good morning. You? Uh, I'm grand, uh, but your daughter is far from it. She goes to school crying, comes home crying.
15: I'm having, time, having a terrible time at the moment uh, sending my daughter to school because of the same situation with uh, the heat not being on in the school and she's crying going to school. She said she can't write in school, her hands are numb and is actually like half in my house every morning. Okay, day and day has day she day.
1: touched the radiators?
15: Uh, she said the heating hasn't been on in her classroom.
1: And what school is it? Are you prepared to tell me? Uh,
15: Saint Vincent's uh, Secondary School. She's got in. She's in Turger.
1: Okay, that's on the north side, not too far from the man.
15: Yeah, okay. right across from the man. Yeah. Okay,
1: and um, she goes to school crying because she knows it's going to be hell with the cold. Is it?
15: Yeah, she says she can't write. Her hands are numb. The teacher won't leave her leave on her jacket. The teacher makes her take off her jacket. A few teachers in the class. And um, she's just crying every day going to school, and I don't like to see my daughter crying. Okay, going so to school. here we ha-
1: So you have classrooms with no rads on and no heating system on. You have windows open, and they're not yeah. allowed to wear a coat.
15: Well, my 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 daughter said a few teachers won't leave her leave her coat. Some
1: teachers do, and some teachers don't. Yes, yes. There should be uniformity. If anything, it should be all or nothing.
15: Yes, exactly. But like, you don't like to see your child going off to school. Why would a doll? teacher?
1: tell, let's tell a, a young girl or a class to take their coats off that has nothing to do with Covid surely be to God
15: yeah exactly and to say that now as well um, her last report like even since Covid she has fallen behind on her work because she can't concentrate because she's going in and she said she can't write so
1: and her are our pa- our pals are, are telling their parents the same thing are they?
15: yes there's about 5 or 6 of us so have been in contact over the phone and we're all in the same position
1: yeah and um, is there any point contacting the principal and saying at least let them wear their coats in all classes and and ask the question why do some teachers allow a coat and others won't
15: Well, they actually going to actually do this now when they finish uh, coming off the phone from you.
1: Yeah. Do do that and come back to me, and let me know what St. Vincent's say. Just find out what their policy is in that regard, you know.
15: Yeah, but, like, we're after having good weather now, up to now, it's only, like, the last few nights, it's after getting cold, so obviously it's going to get colder again, so we're going to be in a worse position again. But,
1: like, look at it like this, there are a lot of people working from home now, and indeed in my own house there are people working from home, and there have been, sometimes there could be upwards of two or three different people. Um Yeah. So, the heating, our heating systems have completely changed, to bear that in mind you know, it's it's on across the day now. And, you know, sometimes you'd have it off and if there's no one there, you'd have it. But, like, if yeah. somebody's working from home now, they need heating in the room where they're in. I would... And the windows are are, are closed, by and large. I mean, maybe one person likes windows open. Do you know what I'm saying? So, yes. I think that working from home should be no different to kids in a classroom.
5: Yeah, exactly. Except that...
1: They're, so no, I understand I understand that there are big numbers in the classroom and they're all sharing a confined space. But if you bear that in mind, they should at least be allowed to wear... More clothes.
5: Yeah,
15: exactly. Like, my daughter, I never had a problem getting her up for school. Was, like, all parents are up early, 7 o'clock, quarter to 7, putting the heating on, putting the kettle on. I never had problems with getting my daughter to school. It's only the last few weeks I'm having problems. She used to love getting up, getting ready, going to school. Her enthusiasm is completely gone.
1: Yeah, Somebody was saying to me that we've reared a different, we've reared gif- different generations of children now. If you went back a hundred years ago, you had young men going to war at 17, they were down the mines at 10 years old, digging out coal and working on farms and working with their hands in the freezing cold all winter, and that they should just toughen up.
15: Well, I think they've been through an awful lot through COVID. As they say, her last report wasn't the same as her report before, and they put it down to COVID.
1: Toughen up is right. I mean, who wants to be frozen with the cold eight hours a day?
15: Exactly, exactly. So I used to make my point, because I'm not the only parent in the same. Will you call
1: the school and come back to me? Let me know what they say, Sharon. I will, of course. No problem, Neil. Thanks Thanks, as much. always. I Cheers. No, might be thanking you. Back after the break, text 0868104106.
0: Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 1850 106 Red FM. Uh, it's uh, mental busy this morning. If we get an opportunity, I don't know if we
1: will, we'll try and call a couple of schools ourselves just to see what their policies are. But you are know, talking about school, hold on there, Lorraine, Philip and Brian, I'll go to calls in about 60 seconds time. It's a lovely article in the Echo today, talking about schools um, and past pupils' unions. Some schools have very, very powerfully strong past people's unions. I know the North Mon does year in, year out. uh, They recently had their North Mon PPU annual dinner. Now, I did Leaving Cert in the North Mon. I did uh, what we called InterCert at the time. Uh, down in Ashton um, and then did Leaving Search in the Mon and lived in Blackpool with my grandfather for many of those years so I have happy memories of that but um, I see all of the photographs in the PPU and the Echo today, it's lovely to see uh, Long Tom, still alive and well, he's in the photograph for the former Lord Mayor, Frank Buttermers there with his pals from back in the day in school But uh, and that's lovely to see but one thing that I want to mention is the Conal Creedon is photographed at the North Monastery PPU annual dinner and makes the Echo today because Conal Creedon Um, has won the, or has been awarded the Northmont PPU Person of the Year for 2021. He's there with the, with the Lord Mayor and Paul Moyne and the President of the Northmont PPU. And it's lovely to see, glad that they got to do it as well, which is, which is terrific. And there's Conal holding his much coveted piece of glass, and he deserves it. A great Corkman. Lines open at one 104 106 Talking about great Corkman, right? I told you that story of what happened down at Riverstone Cross when that young girl's car broke down. I think it was about half past one in the morning. Now, okay, so without repeating myself, the man who came to our aid is Brian O'Shea. We found him. He's the manager of the Riverstone Inn, apparently, and he joins me by phone. He's probably mortified, but anyway, fair play, Brian. Good morning. Morning, Neil. How are you? The mortification of being tracked down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know what happened <laughs> tell us the I know um, oh, people usually aren't but I always find them what happened um, I was just after locking
9: up the pub as usual and um, I was heading home and I don't live too far away and, um, so it was about and, half one was it oh it was yeah, okay. yeah and um, I was just going through the crossroads to go home and you know there was a car alongside me and it was late and there wasn't many cars around so as I went through the crossroads, then I saw the car didn't really take off to go, and I had gone up the hill, Barnabara Hill, to go home, but when I saw that the lady in the car hadn't moved, so I kind of I did a loop around to
1: go back. Isn't it amazing? Because some would just not bother, they kind of say, Oh, that's very strange, and drive on.
9: Yeah, I was kind of, you know, like you'd be, and it was even late at night, I would say, oh, She might be okay, she mightn't, but I said, oh, I'll check anyway. And I just did a loop around, and uh, she was still sitting in the car in the middle of the crossroads so there I just asked her was she okay then got out and we tried to push start the car and that didn't work she said it happened I a couple of days before so the car was obviously struggling like and um, we couldn't get it push started then um, we just got put it off into a kind of a safe position at the side yeah, of the road yeah. and um, she, was she, was deli- go. she was
1: delighted with the help at that stage yeah
9: Oh, I'd say so. And, Sarah, you know, then I just said I'd wait with her to see whatever way it was resolved because, John, there's nothing wait worse than waiting on your own at that hour, you know.
1: You, and she was um, trying to find someone to come and get her or something like that, or? She rang, she rang the insurance company, you know, and, um, they would
9: like to get some kind of vehicle recovery, but they said it'd be an hour and a half wait. So, that's, uh, that'd be kind of ridiculous till nearly three in the morning, so. I just said we get her car kind to a safe position, they give her a spin home, you
1: know. <laughs> what happened then? <laughs>
9: tunnel, then? the tunnel was closed, so we just had to go around the long way, like <laughs> <laughs> she she was even she was even she wanted to the ground to swallow her up at that point. <laughs> but, uh, but it was grand, I was committed to helping then so I had to fin- I had to finish
1: the job. So all the way to where? I heard it was Douglas and told, was it? Uh happy Key oh no <laughs> even further <laughs> <laughs> it's grand yeah. if the tunnel had been open you'd have been there in like three minutes <laughs> I know exactly exactly that was it, but sure yeah.
9: oh it my god was wasn't, wasn't, d- wasn't too much trouble.
1: dropped her off at Harty's Key swung the car around and did the return journey all the way through the city <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. that was grand oh my god fair play to you well listen you were her knight in shining armour I assume she came back yeah. out the car and sorted the problem
9: yeah, well, she left the car saying the same time for everything in the pub, and um, her uh, her father actually rang the bell the next night from New York, thanking me. Well
1: done, pal. You know something, yeah. you did a really great deed. In times when people might think twice of coming to somebody's aid at half past one in the morning, fair play to you. Ah, uh,
9: wow. sure. It's, it's, it's kind of what you think anyone would do, really, you know, you could, you'd, hate, you'd hate to leave anything like... Sister or daughter,
1: sure you know, your right. or girlfriend, yeah. No, I know absolutely. It's just, um, it's just the way we live now. But especially, you know what?
9: Especially, especially late at night, like it's just, um, you know, you would know what weirdos built there either. Like that's you know? the thing.
1: Yeah, no. In fairness you to know. you, you made all the difference. Got her home safe and well, and went the long way round. No shortcuts for you. Now, I hope by sharing these stories that it will encourage more people to do do more things like you did. So well done in that regard. All that's good sure at the Riverstown Inn, yeah. All good. All good, all good, yeah. Um, we've uh, we've been tipping away now since we
9: reopened, and fingers crossed we'll stay open, you know.
1: Who knows what the next few weeks yeah. will bring. Listen, I'm going to pencil you down for a couple of Oak Fire pizzas uh, tomorrow no, when I we do our pizza, is. and you can have a bit of a <laughs> scoff with your pals or some of the staff, whatever the case may be, just oh, as yeah. a job will. I'll bring us out. All right, a couple of pieces <laughs> on the way with a few sides for you. All right, Brian, well done, Kate, uh, well thanks, done. Thanks, Dean. Cheers. Cheers, pal, thanks. great job. Check Brian O'Shea, manager of the Riverstown Inn. So it's great to hear those stories. It really and truly is. It just warms your heart because that's the sense of community that we want to hear about. And that's why we want, if at all possible, tomorrow, for God's sake, will you try? If you're going to go a bit crazy for Black Friday, will you try and think of Cork businesses, keep the lights on, keep people in jobs, You'll find that you'll get great bargains. You just need to look at the Echo today, the Examiner today, the Cork Independent today, the ads and listen to the radio today, the ads that Cork businesses have talking about deals and some of saw some deals this morning. I think it might have been in the Examiner. Uh, Loads and loads of ads and the Echo as well and Cork Independent talking about 70% off. Now, I don't know whether that there's a lot of things at 70%, but you could get upwards and that's Cork businesses. Uh, reducing prices. So do your best. I don't mean to sound preachy. I hope I don't. I just think it's very important. Philip, good morning. Hi Neil, how are you? I want to say thank you for holding him, but they're quite a while. So thank you for that. Now, you're, tell me about tell me your own story with your own son.
16: Yeah, no, it was just uh, that was my first time hearing about um, kids going to school with the windows open and um, and
1: doors and doors.
16: Yeah, and it just kind of triggered me because, like, I've I've two small boys myself, four and one, and like the four-year-old is starting school next September, and like the thought of sending them in for a day's school, like having to be wrapped up because the heating is going to be off all day and the windows are going to be open, I just wouldn't be sending them in. Like, I, I agree with that last man that was on air there that said that people
1: need to be keeping them home and. Like, that, that, Donal was saying that parents yeah. should boycott schools, it, keep their it, children it, at home.
16: Yeah, like, kids are like kids are, are innocent. Like, they don't even know what's going on. And then they're, like, you know, like... And then to think that, also, that they could have to be wearing masks. And I, I just, just the whole thought of it, like, when you think of where we were two or three years ago, and now we're at this stage where kids are frozen in school, all wearing masks, all wrapped up, just to be in for a day of school. I, I wouldn't be sending my child into that for a whole day
1: all winter. But surely be to God, you're talking about um, ten months' time. We won't be... I know I said this last year, a year and a half ago. Surely be to God, we won't be having these conversations next September.
16: Okay, but for people who are sending their kids in now, like if he was in school now, and I was... I, I would pull him out. Up, and I could, yeah, and I saw all the windows open and he was coming home with his hands freezing cold. I, I, wouldn't send, I wouldn't be sending him in. I'd be going to the principal or to whoever's in charge to find out what's going on and is this going to be the long term case because wouldn't you
1: then get a visit from Tussler at some stage
16: that's, that's what was going through my head but at the end of the day he's my priority like I'm not like I would think if I was a child I would think that my, my parent would do the same for me right. rather than to be there all day cold it's just it's ridiculous like who whose even idea was this oh, who sat there and said during winter, keep all the windows open and keep all the the heating off.
1: No, it like, could well no. Uh, it could well it be is. that there there is a recommendation that all windows should be open and doors are left open. Maybe some schools are also saying, well, if we're doing that, what's the point of having the heating on? We'll turn it off. It's having no effect anyway, and we'll save money.
16: It, yeah. it, I it, I think it even does. I mean, as you said, there it just takes a bit of the bit of takes the bite like, out the of it. Yeah. yeah, the bite out of it, like, like, all right, understandable. They want the circulation, but at least have the heat on so that there's somebody heat getting into the room when they're sitting there all day. They're not even moving around or anything. They're just sitting on a seat for hours. You know.
1: Okay, thanks, Philip. Appreciate that. If you had a son in, and we'll have next year, he'd be keeping him home. Lorraine, good morning.
5: Morning, Neil. How are this is you?
1: another young lad. Well, earlier it was a girl, a young girl, San Francisco, going in crying. Your son's the same, is it?
5: Yeah, my son is. Uh, he's just turned thirteen, and um, he's just gone into first year, and it's just he just doesn't want to go in, um, and I can tell you here and now that he has actually stopped learning. Um, I know he has. He just he's just got some block. Um, he t- he told me the other day, and he found out the other day that they actually have those um, alarm things that do go red. <laughs> CO2 monitors, yeah. Yeah, they have to leave their classroom and I just heard one of your other speakers there um, saying that the disruption that it's causing to go out, out into the yard, then back in again and settle down again. And I actually have a meeting there in the school now at half eleven just to talk about his anxiety alone.
1: Oh, it's that, it's really, that really serious struggling. you have to go in, yeah, it's that serious, yeah. yeah. And tell um, me tell me this point system in the school for face masks, how does that work?
5: Right, um, it's not particularly for face masks, Neil, it's just an overall, you know, how how they're doing and um, that's what it's for. But we have the app on our phone and we, you know, we you can see it and he got a point, a thumbs down, which is a point for um, for his mask. Not been on properly.
1: This app, all well, students have this app, do they?
5: It is. It's much the like kind of it's how they're doing and how their work is going. And
1: and who has access to that? Above. Him or you?
5: Both, well, both of us really. Like he has. It. I. I can check it. Like I'm. I manage every day. Okay. Just to see how he's getting on and when updates the up app then. I suppose the school updated,
1: and uh, he got a thumbs down on that app recently because of what?
5: Because um, he, he hadn't got his mask; his mask was slipping down. And isn't
1: that kind of petty?
5: Oh, he was very upset over it because I, he said I, I, he said he got shouted at because his mask wasn't on fully, and he said I can't breathe with it on. I just can't breathe. I'm finding it very hard to sit in the class. With the
1: mask on and breathe. I I don't know how people do it. To be absolutely, I, I have to put it on when I move around this building. But clearly when I'm sitting here, I don't have a mask on. But I just couldn't do it. I wouldn't I be able to breathe. I
5: find
1: it very hard. Maybe you get used to it. I, I don't know. I just couldn't do it. No.
5: I, but I mean, where are we going to be at with kids? Like, my my concern really is the so mental no, health
1: no, around no, it all. Of course, that's why his anxiety levels are through the roof. I mean, yeah. talk to me about it. Is he cold all the time? or the windows open all the time?
5: Well, I wouldn't say he's cold all the time because he doesn't like he, he 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 doesn't feel the cold really. To be honest, because he kind of sleeps in his room with his window open a little all bit. All right, yeah. So well,
1: I, I know. It. Yeah, my daughter's like that. Windows open, freezing cold. I yeah. understand, but like, it, 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 I just I just wonder why would it be tolerated that you would have an app that would actually give a thumbs down to a kid for a face mask slipping? You you wouldn't do it in the workplace. Why would they even contemplate
7: Absolutely doing it not. in secondary school?
5: No, absolutely not. And I'm actually, I just think it's so, it's so wrong. It's not. I just don't think even, I don't think even the kids are even being taught about enough.
1: He's learning nothing, you is know,
5: he? I just feel, I feel, I don't feel he is. I mm-hmm. feel he's just worried going to school every single day. All right. And right. um, and that's where he's at, really. And I think. Um, I think I I was so glad when I heard that other lady talking about her daughter going to school because I felt, I thought to myself thank God I'm not the
1: only no, one. No you're not and if you listen after 11 I'll read out an awful lot more texts from people just like you. Alright Lorraine, thanks so no, much for that, thanks, I appreciate babe. it, take care. Thanks, just quickly, just before uh, the news at 11 please give a big huge thank you to all of the staff of Lidl in Balancolic. My husband is ill and they fill his shopping bags, they take them to the car and if he, if they feel that he isn't feeling well enough. They ask him to sit in the car for 10 minutes. They then come back and give him the green light to drive home. Believe me, I know he'll be okay, but as shopping is a huge lifeline for him, the staff at Lidl have just made it an absolute pleasure. They are angels. So another shout out for people doing good things and kind things in the community. Oh, and also, can I just say, this is just lovely. And this is for us, or more to the point, for the likes of Brenda and Emer and Seamus and Mark and... Lana and all of the staff in the building. I just wanted to let you know, and Emer and people on on breakfast as well, I suppose, Kira and Ray Foley and Laura. Just wanted to let you tell you that I enjoy your show every day without fail. Your show is always well balanced and fair. You have a great outlook on life in general. <laughs> you might think that. Not every way of my life thinks that. Even when I'm grieving, you manage to make me laugh. I also love your team. Not looking for anything. I just felt like telling you that. Happy Christmas to you and all of yours and all the lads at Corks Real FM for keeping us going. Kindest regards says Maria. Thank you for that lovely text. I'm sure that everybody will be delighted to hear that around the building. There's very few of us, actually. I mean, you could count the people in the building now these days on one hand. But they're the times we live in. Back
7: after 11... Hi,
1: it's Connor. Join me Sunday from 7 for Green on Red,
7: bringing you the biggest, the best, and newest names in Irish music.
0: Call Neil Prenderbilt
1: now, 1850-104-106, Red FM. €250 Euro Tesco gift card every day this week, courtesy of Tesco, every little help. So here's your shopping list. Uh, don't call just yet, not until around about a quarter to 10 to midday when I open the phone lines, but you need to be able to read back to me this shopping list. Here's Thursday's shopping list for you, okay, each of these items. Tesco frozen peas, Lindt chocolate Santa. Tin of chopped tomatoes. Tesco light bulb. Three bananas. A loaf of sourdough bread. Eight pack of AA batteries. And a Christmas bobble hat. You know something that came into my head in the middle of that one? When I read out the sourdough bread, I looked back to the bananas and I thought, hmm, wouldn't it be nice to have sourdough bread with butter and sliced banana? like when we were kids so that's the list if you missed any of those I'll give it another rattle this side of midday and then open the phone lines we also have 200 euro to give away courtesy of ourselves and Grona credit union we got 5 grand over the last week and this week to give away in cash and somebody's going to win a massive 3,000 euro um, and that will be happening tomorrow. So, two hundred euro um, if you know your north side. So we've got different clues for you, which we'll give out in about ten or fifteen minutes' time. Did you know the Gronerbrug Credit Union have a brand new tap and go debit Mastercard, uh, and you can check it out with them uh, as they move on from strength to strength? So that's all between now. And midday today, lines are open at one 106 On schools, from this morning, my daughter said she could see our breath in class. We are forgetting our children face masks will be next for them. Well, netford are talking about the um, possibility of introducing face masks for primary schools today. My seven year old came out of school with a banging headache from the cold on Tuesday, and I had to keep her out yesterday. I rang the principal to ask, can they wear their track suits all week, as they're not allowed not allowed to wear jackets, only hats. My seventeen in my seventeen years in the secondary school behind her, and that school was freezing because all the prefabs have been used. Now, now it's windows open and prefabs as well, trying to concentrate on the leaving cert. I hope that makes sense to you. Um, so they're not allowed to wear coats, That's bad form I think. My child's secondary school is the same; they are not allowed to wear their jacket. I understand teachers are the same, but actually they wear their coats and scarves while the kids are seating on sitting on cold chairs in cold rooms and hardly even allowed to use the toilets. I mean, why then, I'm hearing some, some schools are allowing, sorry, some teachers allow coats and others don't. Um, why can't they all get air purifiers? Here's another one. Uh, why must the heating be off? That's madness. Uh, I get it would be a waste. But there's that that's but that's too much for young kids to put up with uh, another few, my daughter's in secondary school, they have started wearing socks with their tights, their feet are frozen. They tell me that some of their friends are taking hot water bottles to school. Oh my God, how bad of it has it got when you're bringing hot water bottles to school. coat uh, or no coat uh, it shouldn't be the case. Wait until some of them get pneumonia. What then? Close the schools for the winter now is the answer. Um, Bars and restaurant windows open? Not at all. Bars have lovely fires. Uh, My kid's school doesn't allow coats on. They can have layers, but my daughter's hands are red raw from the cold coming out every day. No gloves are allowed before you ask. Last I heard, the heating is on, but with the class windows open, it's probably only heating the teacher's lunchroom and the principal's office. There's reams of these. Morning need all secondary schools are the same. Uh, My daughter has two jumpers, a coat, a t-shirt, a shirt and leggings. under school pants she wears the leggings Uh, my child's secondary school is the same with windows open all day my girls are freezing the heating is off don't give out my details but there is a school in north cork that's been an absolute nightmare the last week or two with the cold the heating is broken you see at the moment because of some part being broken at least that's what they say but nonetheless all the windows that can be opened are opened and they can't wear jackets in the corridors they have school jumpers that we bought ...that they can wear in school because th- that they can't wear in school, the school jumpers, they're only allowed wear them for PE. They're not allowed wear hoodies as it's a health and safety concern for other students. How? This is ridiculous. All the kids are getting colds and missing school because of this issue. It has nothing to do with COVID making them sick. It's the cold. But they are expected to do the same amount of work as usual in these conditions. They are shivering during class. It's completely unfair. I get we have to open windows for ventilation, but there has to be a better way to keep them safe. Yeah, let wear lots of coats and jackets and gloves and things like that. I mean, that would be at least some way. It seems rather arbitrary at the moment. You have some teachers allowing it and others some allowing it and others not in the same school. That makes no sense. That's just a selection. We'll come more back to more of those. Between now and quitting time, so do text 0868104106.
0: Text the Neil Prenderville Show now. 86 810 Red FM.
1: Karen Kramer, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you doing? I'm I'm fine, but more to the point, we want to know how you are because everybody knows of Karen Kramer of the Karen Kramer Band. You've done many a party, wedding, twenty first on leaside. Many of the people listening this morning could well have been uh, married listening to your music. But you've had a shocking, um, an absolutely shocking fourteen months. You've been through the horrors, haven't you?
8: Horrors, Neil. Since September twenty, uh, with, from just back pain after. Uh, a fly bite, which I found out in February, it was from. Um, yeah, we kind of went through the horrors since then. Like, and, um, and this
1: was this was a bite from a horsefly, um, which reacted with COVID. And at one stage in the Cuh, they were seeking permission to remove your leg. Thankfully, that didn't happen. You're now in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. um, and God knows it's been very, very tough. Like, how how did it start? Because I know you, I know you had been trying to get GP appointments, but. Because it's September 20, it was just, was it just phone consultations?
8: Well, it was. I got through to the receptionist above in the, in the doctor's surgery and they said, look, here, we are booked out. We can't see you. And I said, I've really serious back pain. I've never had it. I crawled to the toilet last night. I said, I said, there's something really going on here. And they said, look, call us back around 11. I think I got till about 10, 15 and I called back. And they said, "Karen, we're city. I said, "Look, I'm calling an ambulance if you can't see me."
1: Was it that bad?
8: So it was that bad, and they said, "Right, uh, can you get up to us in ten minutes?" So I got into the car, I got up the road, and saw the doctor, and I was prescribed Dofeine and Salvedal. <sighs> yeah, for see. back pain. Of course, it would it would do anybody's back pain. So I came home after getting those in the chemist, went to bed. My son called his sister. The following night, around 10 o'clock, and said, Laura, I can't wake Dad. And she said, how long is he there? Since 2.30 yesterday.
1: Unresponsive in the
8: bed. So, unresponsive in the bed, call an ambulance. And so, that, was, that was it. So, you,
1: clearly, obviously, they got you to COH. you had nine operations, followed by f- six weeks in ICU. And how many months then in COH?
8: five and a half months in total
1: but the period in ICU would have been at a time when there were many people sadly dying of COVID and in ICU I,
8: well look I can remember you know I probably wouldn't when I woke up after you know how many ups and a coma for so many days I remember nurses coming over to me in St Cairn, um, you're closing the curtain here on your right side or we're closing the curtain here on your left side family's coming in to say goodbye and you hear oh, a crying on my right side my and the crying on my left side and i said when is it my turn
1: oh my god, you know? god oh my did you really think i mean god bless the poor oh, people that look. were in left and right here but do you oh, think it was yeah, all over look. you did
8: well i suppose there was a time i probably did you know i think um i saw my my young flick came up to me and my daughter and I said, Karen, come on, you know, I, I could tell you I had weird freaking dreams after after operations and, you know, but I reckon I was being taken and, you know, it's either fight this or are you gone, you yeah, know what I mean, yeah. really? Yeah. You know, the, the weirdest, the dreams, I won't even go into them. But really, um, you know, I, I did. I definitely thought, you know, that I was being called and, you know, and then all of a sudden I was fighting it. Fighting it, and uh, but it, thanks to the fantastic nurses and doctors, of the COH. It 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 it, uh,
1: it clearly it clearly was very serious, and it was co- you had COVID apparently at that stage, right? Didn't you? Unknowns to me. Unknowns to you, and then the, the horse to the hospital. And that bl- that it caused was
8: in, oh really, they didn't know either. They didn't know till February of the next I was, year. Before I the day before I left for the NRH. Um, I was being brought up by ambulance from the CUH. A doctor came up to me, the microbiologist in the CUH, and he said, "Karen, you you've had COVID. And I said, I didn't, doctor. He said, you did. I said, doctor, I said, there's been at least 20 swabs. They've all come back negative. I said, I couldn't have had COVID. You've had COVID in 2020 at some stage because the bloods that we took from you in December showed Antibodies in your blood. So, do you think that
1: you're a COVID uh, asymptomatic? One
8: hundred percent. You had no idea, no side effects, no um, none whatsoever, none whatsoever. None of
1: the symptoms that we ask about during COVID. That's incredible, isn't it? So that led to sepsis, didn't it? Poisoning, and that can kill you. In fact, if you know, if if you you can die within a day from sepsis.
8: Well, the nine surgeries, I think they went through, I think my whole family, to find out if they could take a leg. Um, None would give the permission to take it, thanks be to God. Um, But look, I'm not walking, right? Um, We've tried and tried and tried everything. I have nothing happening around my glutes area, and down the right-hand side of my right leg is dead,
1: And I'm told the left
8: isn't much better,
1: Kieran, is that right?
8: Well, the the left is, the left is, you look, they say the first three months tells everything. Right? And believe in the first three months, I could not move from my neck down at one stage. I can remember upstairs um, in the trauma ward in the COH and a nurse passing and she came running back and she said, Kieran, did I just see you scratch your nose? Wow. And I said, I I think I might have had. (laughs) Uh, You know, and from there, I got that little bit of movement, upper body, back.
1: God, and was all this Um, this from
8: sepsis? Yes, all from sepsis, yeah. Okay, They went into my neck, they opened me up on my neck. I've had plastic surgery down my leg. Uh, They took bone from my neck, I heard, because poison had actually, there was pockets of poison all over me. They had got into my bone, they had to take bone. And to this day, and I'm, I'm up here thinking this time around that they were cut down on my pain meds, and they haven't because I'm still in pain. Are
1: you still on a lot of meds? Yeah,
8: I'm still on a lot of meds. I'm still in a lot of pain. Um, you know, neck pain, back pain. You know, strange enough, there's no pain from down in my legs. I mean, how
1: how does that make you feel? How do you deal with that mentally and emotionally? Because you're a very physical presence, both on stage most definitely, but off stage. I mean, you're all about movement and energy. How does that feel now?
8: Look, Neil, I've learned to deal with it, you know. I'm alive thanks to good doctors and Everybody that's been praying for me, and I mean that. I, I, I told priest comes into me and says, "Do you believe in God?" Yes, I do believe in God. You know, I'm yeah. mom and dad up to looking down at me, and I know that only for them I would probably be dead. And from for for all the cards I've got, I'm looking at hundreds of cards here from people.
1: But uh, so you're in the national re national rehab institute, is that it?
8: This is my second. This is my second time back. I came up here in February, and I was 14 weeks here. And it came to the stage where the counsellors and the psychologists and the doctors and they said, "Karen, you need a break. You need to get back to Cork to get some bit of reality back into your life. I know. I know. And I did. Yeah. I came down and the lovely people on the board gave me a lovely apartment. Uh, and yeah, I started the mix, getting out again, out in my wheelchair isn't that's life it no,
1: Amazing the change in your life in the past 15 yeah, or 16 months. I mean, you, you, I mean, listening to you, you sound as if you, you're doing your best to adjust to it, but it's a, it's a cataclysmic change. It really is, isn't it? It's like you're,
8: it is, but you have to keep positive, Neil. I think if I say I'm not going to walk and the chances are slim and that's being honest, but if I say I'm not going to walk, that's not going to do my head any good. I know that. I just have to keep trying. I joined the gym when I went back to Cork. I was going down to Colin in uh, Elite, and he's just brilliant, you know. Um, yeah, and it just keeps. I have to keep occupied. I need to keep saying yes. You know, I am going to walk.
1: So, do you now have the aid of a frame, um, and also the use of a, of, the, of the wheelchair? Is it? It's a mix of well, the two.
8: Well. They were hoping this time around, this time up here that I'd be able to walk with the frame. Yes, I can get around the room here with the frame, but I'm putting so much pressure on my back because it's upper i I'm seventy percent of my of my weight has been held by my hands and my shoulders and then that says your back is helping there and that's not doing my back any good. No. 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 You know, they we thought this time around, yes, maybe but every day that goes on here, I'm learning, you know, you're putting serious pressure on your back here.
1: But if you, you know, if if you hadn't, good. yeah, but it, you know what? With sepsis, if you hadn't been found by your son or had been found a few hours later, there's a very good chance dead. you'd have been dead with sepsis because it kills oh, very quickly. I think, if it's not caught.
8: I, think I heard. 20 minutes and I, I was, I would have been dead.
1: That's what I was told. Game over very quickly. I don't mean to alarm people, but it's something that has to be caught very, very quickly, very Uh early. And so you, so you're in assisted living now. That, that's all on the flat, I suppose, is it? You can just move around Um, easily.
8: Yes, they have, they've given me a lovely apartment and looking over the lovely dog park below there in, in, um, yeah. You're very, yeah,
1: you're very positive about, you know, different parts of your life, in fairness. And that probably will help
8: in, in recovery, won't it? Oh, 100%. 100%. And and good people around me. You know, you know, yes, uh, it's been hard for my children. Um, it's, You know, my youngest, my twin girls are only seven and I've missed really 14 months of their life. God you know? Almighty. Um Like, I opened up a card today that, that received my birthday was last week and there was, there was drawings came up from the girls today just saying, you know, like, I have my tear. I have my tear. Yeah. And, um, you know, Daddy, we love you. And, you know, reading these things, uh, look, yeah, my son in Australia, Jonathan went off in, in February of 2020. So mm-hmm. it was hard for him over there, yeah. knowing, you know, that dad is sick over here. And like, dad was and touch and go. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 you know, yeah, God yeah. Almighty, even the experience in ICU with those misfortunes around you and their families coming in to say goodbye,
8: that's awful.
1: It really and truly is.
8: But, but can I say one thing, Neil? I can remember. The nurses and the love they gave those people that had passed—it's
1: important to hear that.
8: An hour yeah. afterwards, oh my God, that they, they're talking to them like as if they're talking back to them. Go it on. was just, you know, they're just. Oh, these people. There's, you know, there's the there's, compassion, blessing, the compassion that the
1: medics were showing to the poor people passing away in ICU was something
8: that you're you, you'd never get over. Oh. It. So. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 take it the day I they were just unbelievable and absolutely you know,
1: with, with regards to yourself do you, do you ever see your, I mean do you see yourself gigging again performing again is that something that you're, you're
8: not, looking towards not, not from a wheelchair Neil look I kind of stepped back in 17 I, I t- took the band off the road and I kind of just I spotted my son one day and I he blew me away I kind of passed the room and I kind of looked back and I went is he really playing that there and he was really good. And I started just to do the odd gig with him. Yeah. just Just, you know, get him into the scene and just keep myself ticking over. And, you know, just for the love of singing. And I, I kind of fell out in love with it, you know, yeah. with the banding because it was so busy for so long. But when I was starting to do a bit of stuff with a with few gigs with him, I fell in love with it again. Mm. But you, you did, know. you
1: gigged right up until the night of the first lockdown. I think you gigged in the Friars yes. Tavern I March did. 2020, just when the lights
8: went out. Yeah. Yes, I, we, I think they went about 8, around eight o'clock, eight o'clock. And o'clock. Yeah. myself and Sam, Sam and myself were inside and the Friars Walk that evening. That was our last show.
1: God yeah. almighty. Oh my God. You just need to get better and you need to just keep building your strength. And I guess the music That's business it. and everybody within the music fraternity has been in touch with you as well, I'd say, have they?
8: Oh look at everybody. Yeah. Everybody does not you know, from from FAR and and home here, you know. Now you're not has. you're not
1: you're you're aware of it, although you weren't the person that put together the GoFundMe. I think that was a lot of your friends and a lot of those in the music business. Because you're gonna need yeah. a lot of help. and I know you're mortified. Even talking about it, but they want to build up costs through GoFundMe for an adapted car for gym sessions. You're going to need a power wheelchair and things like standing frames and exercise equipment. You're going to need help, yeah. aren't you? You really are. And the monthly yeah, medical expenses, right. nobody can put a number on.
8: Well, look, I've been lucky. I've been very lucky because of friends MMS Medical have had given me. They came in here to the NRH first time around with a power chair for me for as long as I needed it, which was just magic, you know, really... Um, got Garrod and all the staff. do there I couldn't say enough really yeah, about them. Yeah. Um. Look and lucky, I've got so many good friends, and yeah, I mean that. Yeah. No, I've been very lucky.
1: And they want people to do what they can to help in your recovery and adapting aspects of your life that need adapting. And that's GoFundMe, which is GoFundMe dot com forward slash help and recover from severe spinal condition. We're lucky to be talking to you. You're lucky to be alive, but you know that. Yeah, you're I one am. hell of a I lucky am. guy. I am.
8: I am a lucky guy I am thanks, thanks for of, all the players everything. and spite everything yes. yeah, yeah but yeah. listen do you
1: mind if we if we stay in touch and see how you, I mean you're coming back to Cork which is good back on home turf for the Christmas so you know something yeah, to look I'll forward home to
8: soon. I'll be home soon yeah um, no I'm looking forward to getting back down and, and meeting everybody again you know stay I keep waving at everybody I keep waving at everybody up and down to get hard road and the wheelchair you know? <laughs> So You hear, you hear the, old, the old horn blowing and I'm waving and I don't know who's in the car. You know, but I wave, I you
1: <laughs> Just keep waving you and know? keep smiling and keep thinking That's those it. positive keep thoughts, waving. all right? And stay in That's touch.
8: It. That's it. Neil, thanks a million.
1: Karen Kramer, look after yourself. Cheers
8: for now. Great chatting. Cheers. Take Neil. care. Thanks a million. Good luck, good luck, good luck.
15: The Neil Prendival Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 1850 104 106.
1: Interesting text there with regards to kids being frozen in primary and secondary school. Put Micheál Martin, Leo Varadkar and Tony Hulan into school and see how they'd function with being frozen to death all day. Yeah, they could start, I suppose, by turning off all the heat in Leinster House and see how they'd deal with that. Lines open, 1850 104 106. Back in studio, ladies and gentlemen, on the continuing quest for Garth Brooks tickets, here's Mark Willing and you succeeded
7: well before I go on Neil may I just draw your attention to a clip just in front of you there if you just remind ourselves of, of what was said just a, a bit earlier on this morning I've gone down in the queue 117,639 uh,
1: so moving. you're on. so optimistic and positive I love your positivity you haven't a hope <laughs> uh,
7: that's a low blow not to sneak up on me like that
1: <laughs> I mean I can rebut that actually I, I said that when there was only
7: two gigs you do, yeah, what, three, I think. Three, maybe. There were yeah, three at the time. Yeah, but
1: And and the maths weren't working out for you on the third gig. I didn't <laughs> know they were going to launch another two gigs on top of that, in fairness. Though.
7: I'll be honest, I thought I had
1: no hope. Because <laughs> doing the maths on it, you wouldn't have had any hope with the third gig, because no, no, there was 75 no. tickets and you were further out than that.
7: But the maddest thing about it was... The, the last 10,000, that sounds crazy, the last 10,000 in the queue went in about five minutes. It was just dropping. I was giving calls out in the office. It was like, oh, 1,400, oh, 600, 200, uh, I'm in. <laughs> how many can you buy? Now, I could put it up to eight. That's tickets. a lot, isn't it? Yeah, I've, I, I've, six is the usual that I've seen on those sort of sites, but you okay. know, yeah, eight tickets, it was, was what it would allow me to put in. For one night. For one night, yeah. So oh, I will be there. Did you on actually get Friday the sixteenth? Okay, September. and are they still selling that now online, and still selling the seventeenth? I would assume so. I mean, I haven't gone back into the queue, but um, but I would do you think everyone so. will get a ticket? I don't. Well, I actually because. I wasn't going to buy any tickets. When I got to the front of the queue, I was just like, search again, see what it throws up, search again, see what it... Th-. And it was throwing up seats in the lower stands, in the upper stand of the the Hogan stand, um, on the pitch. And when it came up with the pitch tickets, the standing tickets, I thought, that there for me, that would be brilliant. But you're
1: not a fan.
7: <laughs> I think I'll know a few of the songs. And... I think my, my girlfriend Liana will really enjoy it. Uh, I think well, she'll that's love a nice it. Thing to do and, um, well, if she's listening right now, then I'll tell her later. If not, I'll tell her on Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> Cat's out of the bag. I
1: feel Willington well out of the bag. Turn again, Mark Willington. Uh, actually, with regards to aid tickets, I had wanted to get some tickets to give away on the air. You're telling me that's not possible. No, we, I did look into shame. that.
7: Yeah. yeah, we it's um I knew there was a thing with Ed Sheeran where they're really cracking down on ticket touts. Um, and it's the same for this Garth Brooks tour. So you need to have um, the person named on All the right. tickets and identification right. in order to use them. Okay. So the, yeah. it's the clamp down on ticket touts. I names.
1: understand, and it's good to be clamping down on touts, but it wouldn't it doesn't allow me to buy them. It doesn't help us. Because, for the, those because the
7: winners' names won't be on the tickets. Ah, oh, that's exact,
1: a shame. Yeah. Okay. Well but at least at least the thought was there. Okay, so I imagine people are still in the queue. You'll surely be to God with five gigs and maybe 80,000 capacity per gig, I bet you'd find that people thanks Mark, appreciate that, I bet you'd find that some people will go to more than one gig might go twice, they might go thrice, who knows but, listen, I won't let the opportunity pass without a guard broke, so now I know all about the if tomorrow never comes and the little places and the red strokes and stuff like that, but this one was mentioned earlier this morning <laughs>
10: a girl in louisiana and though i'm out on the highway my thoughts are still with her such a strange combination of a woman and a child such a strange situation stopping every hundred miles calling bad rouge a replay of last night's events rolled through my mind Except to see, not to arrest, my sweet red wine. And I see a truck stop sign a hit so I change lane. I need a cup of coffee and a couple dollars change, calling Baton Rouge. Operator, won't you put me on through? I gotta send my love down to Baton Rouge. Hurry up, won't you put her on the line? I gotta
2: talk to the girl just one more
14: time.
2: in my
1: and he's calling Baton Rouge. And this morning, right now, we're calling to the Castle West Shopping Centre in Ballincoli because Santa Claus is coming to town. I'm joined by the manager of the Castle West Shopping Centre, John Hardy. John, good morning. Hey, good morning. And, and good morning to your listeners. A little birdie told me that this coming Friday is a big day in the shopping centre. Am I right? Absolutely, Neil. Absolutely. After a
12: two-year absence... The big man makes his return tomorrow evening at 6 p.m.
1: I love it. It's going to be Santa's Enchanted Grotto, am I right? Santa's
12: Enchanted Forest,
1: Neil. Is that right? So explain to well, me now, if I walked into the shopping centre tomorrow at 6 o'clock, what will I see?
12: Okay, so for tomorrow, it's the the turning on of the lights for the, the town centre and the shopping centre. Santa will make uh, a guest appearance about 6 p.m. After that, he'll retire to his... Uh, enchanted forest, which is basically um, a unit that we've converted into this winter wonderland, if you like. And uh, basically, it's going to be uh, um, you know, lots of excitement there for the kids as they come in. There will be... Lots of lights, uh,
1: lots of snow, lots of reindeers, lots of elves, I imagine. Yeah.
12: Dancing penguins and we also have um we also have two um reindeer uh, talking reindeer
1: and <laughs> talking uh, reindeer anything's possible at the North Pole I suppose Well you know they're, they're interactive
12: and uh <laughs> interesting enough, they have a little debate I I, I don't want to give the whole story yeah, away yeah, but yeah. they do have a, a, a debate meal on is it Santa or Santi and I think uh,
1: where you, where you know, are you on that incidentally I'm a Santi man myself uh,
12: I I'm, I'm I'm the farmer I'm the Santa <laughs> and I, I have two. I have two kids, and uh,
1: they're in bed. All right, man. It's, it's all in the rearing. What enough. can you do? I just love the idea of an extra effort being made rather than in you go. Here's your parcel. Here's the photograph. Good luck. It's great to be making a big difference in doing extra attractions. I think, isn't
12: it? Yeah, absolutely, Neil. I think we kind of we pushed the boat out this year, and I'll be honest with you, it probably would have been easier not to do it with with everything that's going on with COVID yeah. and all the restrictions. But if we took a punt. And we got so far, it, it, we, we we had invested so much time and money in this that we said, look, we have to keep it going. And hopefully, without restrictions, we should have a a super experiences for for, for all the kids okay. out there.
1: Okay, so the Santa visit and gift are a tenor. the photographs of fiver, there's a glitter block photo frame and snow globes and photo bobs and key rings and magnets and everything. Good value for the visit and the gift, I have to say. Well done on that. How will it work then, be you mentioned the C word, incidentally, how will it work then with regards to to parents and children and visiting Santa and up on his knee and all that malarkey? Will all that happen? Yeah, well, I
12: suppose, uh, after two years of dealing with all the drama... In in a typical uh, establishment like this, we, we've we've uh, learned a lot in our experience. So you know, all COVID compliance will will obviously be adhered to, and even in, even to the extent, in fairness to the operators, that they'll be doing antigen tests on the the poor little elves every three days <laughs> just to make sure.
1: <laughs> but will <laughs> uh, mammy or daddy need a cert or, or what? Do you mind me asking?
12: Yeah, we we, we we did have that to base, but in fairness you know uh, facial coverings will apply All sanitation will apply so we felt why not why put any more obstacles in the way of
1: and they're you know, in they're in and out anyway fast enough aren't they yeah it's a quick it's a nice. turnaround it's, the unit itself is 4000
12: square feet and you know there's plenty of ventilation there and um, you know it, it's going to be a great experience for the kids and okay. it's going to bring a bit of joy back to the people of Banacholic and, and and the wider community hopefully now uh, listen
1: why not there's free parking out there it'd be a good trip and and a bit, of an exper- a bit of an experience, head out there, visit Santa, go for a bit of food, and Balancholic, and away you go. Thank you so Absolutely. much, John, for giving me five family passes. This would be, each of the, those passes would be two adults and two kids for Santa, right? That's correct.
12: Okay. And li- listen, if, if
1: you know if
12: there's a family with two, uh, maybe three kids, look, we'll, we'll see what we can sort out. There. You're, You're very kind.
1: I'm going to give those away now, if you don't mind. I know you kick off tomorrow, um, allow people to uh, win these prizes and pick their own dates, but thank you for them. If If other people want to Do they need to book in advance?
12: Yeah, it's an online booking platform, Neil, but, uh, you know, in certain uh, exceptions will be made for maybe uh, people that just happen to be, uh, or um, let's say parents come in when they have a very young child and you know it's sometimes it's hard to book in advance for a 6 month old child or whatever so yeah. look we will make a few exceptions okay but let's say
1: somebody well. does want to lock it in and book it in because a lot of them are completely booked out or aren't running them you are doing santa claus this year where can they go is it a website
12: yeah thankfully there's plenty of availability at the moment and uh, it's it to book you book online through our CastleWestCork.ie um, website. Gotcha. So it's castlewestcork.ie, and there'll be a link there directly to the booking platform. Good luck with it.
1: It all kicks off and tomorrow, yeah.
12: Neil, sorry to cut across you it'd be remiss of me not to mention my, my two kids, Jack and Emily Doherty and they, they gave me great assistance in terms of radio advertising I got some free uh, some cheap labour there and
1: uh, they've done a great job I believe. Well done to them, ok well the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Well done John, have a good run thanks of it. it, kicks off tomorrow, thanks for taking the call. John Doherty manager of Castle West Shopping Centre you can book online I have five family passes to give away right now, two adults and two kids now, obviously the kids go in to visit Santa Claus. I don't know anything about the, the, I don't know anything about the parents, but you might know whether you can do a family shot as well, a family photograph. I don't know how that would work, but it all starts tomorrow at 6 o'clock and we have five family passes right now. Get dialing. 1-850-104-106.
0: This is the Neil Prendeville Show. Tweet the show at NeilRedFM. 104 to
1: 106 Red FM €250 Euro Tesco gift card then every day. Here is the final call-out of my Thursday shopping list. Uh, you need to recall this back to me, okay? So here are the items on the list. Ideally in the correct order. It just makes things easier for me because I'm half-thick. So have a listen to this. Tesco frozen peas. Lint chocolate Santi tin of chopped tomatoes, Tesco light bulb, three bananas, loaf of sourdough bread, eight pack of AA batteries, and a Christmas bobble hat. All right, get dialing now because the tickets for Santa Claus are gone at this stage. The family passes. So get dialing now for a 250 and fifty euro Tesco gift card. one 104 106 You need to get the entire list, ideally in the right order for a 250 euro Tesco gift card today and indeed again tomorrow now. Well done to everybody. Got a lovely text in saying we're living in Pines Valley in Ballyvalan and tonight we are decorating all the trees in our park. Everybody coming together with lights and in December we have Santa coming for all the kids in the park. I just wanted to show you that our community is amazing. Good luck today. You picked a great day for it. Nice and dry. So tonight's a big night up in Pines Valley in Ballyvaland when the lights come on and then Santi's coming in in December just with regards to lights being switched on every single year it's lovely to have a chat with Con Luxford because his lights are going on today and they go on every year and it's a spectacular uh, light show when Con and the family switch on and I think that's happening at around about half past four today Con, good morning Good morning, Neil How are uh, things? And Yet another year has passed they fly by, don't they? Oh, stop it. Don't never stop. Don't never stop. Has there been a lot of prep out in Toker now, getting this ready for today? All the bulbs working everything fine?
17: Well, we were checking them all day you know, last night and uh, there's one or two
1: tweaks to it and we're, we're almost there. You've got a beautiful crib and a grotto and all sorts of reindeers and Santa Clauses and snowmen and everything in the garden. <laughs>
17: Thanks Hanley's, they, they supply the crypt to us and
1: they, they garden Then we've put together ourselves. Well, That's fantastic. Just a little, now that you mention it, just a little mention, I will be giving away some Christmas trees tomorrow from Hanley's because they deliver um, as well and they're getting them in, big stock of them in tomorrow. So that's on tomorrow's program. But it's like, it's amazing the amount of money that you're raising year in, year out. Remind people of that for penny dinners.
17: Well, we do it on behalf of Katrina, which will be gone now five years this year. Of course, people and, that don't know uh, it, your beautiful
1: daughter Katrina, who who passed away yeah. five years ago. Yeah, yeah. How's how's Eileen? How's Eileen? Your wife? She well?
17: Um, she she's she only just out recovering from pneumonia you know, as well. Oh my god! As well as the stroke. Oh but, dear. Okay. Well, she's getting there slowly. But uh, unfortunately, this could be the last year for us because uh, we're getting old, you know, as, as they say, going. but uh, unless my children you know, can take over and I stop hope up up the lights like they done this year.
1: I hope that happens because nearly, nearly when like I visited some, uh, you're just saying you're getting... The, well, listen, I hope that it is carried on because it's a beautiful tradition. It must be eight, nine, maybe ten years now at it.
17: Exactly. At, at least 10 years now, at least 10 years. I'd say so. Just telling me they were while well ago.
1: And you know, you were very and, kind uh, when we visited with the patrollers a couple of years back. There was lovely hot tea and lovely. cakes and Christmas cake and everything. Yeah. It was beautiful. Well,
17: I just would like to remind people, Ken Kramer was there as well, and we'd like to thank him for coming out with the Penny Dinners Choir. And they were very good. And i sorry to
1: hear about that, and I hope he'll be well. And all of us say the same. So if anybody wants to go out from half past four today, the lights will come on. I think last year you raised over two grand for penny dinners. And there's little buckets there where people can leave whatever bit of change they have.
17: There's a bucket out on the wall right now. So anybody who wants to make a contribution for penny dinners, we're more than delighted. And as you know, and, I'll, and come January, we let you know exactly which Katrina told me how much has had been collated and we appreciate it very, very much Ah, you're
1: lovely You're a lovely man, Con and your wife, Aileen, as well and all in the memory of your beautiful daughter, Katrina Listen, good to catch up I hope that the tradition continues uh, for many years to come You'd never know But listen, let's just uh, let's concentrate on the switch on today at half past four and every single day right up to Christmas when the lights go down people can see the beautiful lights at your home Where exactly in Toker again? Yeah. Where exactly, right. where exactly in toka Con, I'm saying? Toka Road and up by Super Value. That's it, right across the road from Super Value. All right, Con, good luck to you. And if I don't get to chat again, happy Christmas to you and to Aileen and all of the family, all right? and a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to the whole lot of you. Take care, sir. He's a wonderful guy, Con Luxford. Oh, listen, um, I'm not here next week. Mick Mulcahy will be here for the week next week, but he's going to drive this on on my behalf because we have Just Like Home hampers again this Christmas time. Can I just mention this now? We have Just Like Home hampers. If you want to get one yourself, you can book directly, justlikehome.ie and they will send a Christmas hamper of lots of goodies, a lot of cork goodies in there as well, incidentally, to family overseas or friends overseas who won't be home for Christmas. So think about this, business, home.ie, but I will be giving away hampers based on you getting in touch with me. So this is email only. So who's overseas that you would like to send a Christmas hamper to full of Irish goodies from justlikehome.ie? Email me, neil at redfm.ie. Mick Mulcahy will start on that next week, reading out the emails. You might even get to take, talk to some people on air. So we'll get that rolling and get those hampers out. Uh, to the four corners of the world so that's just like home hampers again this year it's a big winner with people um, and there's great stories out of it as well for us which is great so email neil at redfm.ie for a just like home hamper for somebody overseas family or friends who won't be back okay so get thinking about that and we'll drive that one on meanwhile claire Penny's in bally good morning good morning
5: neil how are I'm you
1: i'm good now you know the drill here don't you
5: Yes, I do. So okay. hopefully I have
3: it
1: right. Okay, if I could find the list now. Hang on a second, though. No, i got to get myself okay. organized. I'm not as fast as you. Fair play to you if you've got okay. it all together and written down. Did you do it on your own?
3: I I did it on my own, yeah. I okay. hope I do
1: anyway. a uh, €250 Euro Tesco gift card for you to spend as you wish in Tesco and start away mad yourself.
3: Okay, Tesco frozen peas, a Linda chocolate center, a tin of chopped tomatoes, a Tesco light bulb, Three bananas, a loaf of sourdough bread, a pack of AA batteries, and a Christmas bobble hat.
1: Well done, I gotta tell ya. Please
6: take your change. Notes are dispensed below the scanner.
1: And that was Word Perfect. Well done.
3: Oh,
15: brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. All Thanks, right. Neil. You don't
1: have to share it with anybody. It's all yours. 250 Thanks. euro worth of Tesco gift cards. You can go down to Douglas and spend it on whatever you want. Enjoy.
3: Brilliant. That's great, Neil. Thanks so much.
1: You got it, Claire. Thanks for listening. Claire Penny in Ballyhooley. Meanwhile, just the final bit of business, 200 euro cash, courtesy of ourselves and Grona her Credit Union. Do you know your north Side? This ain't easy. The clue already this morning that said you may need to ring round the north to find this. I mean, that's like cryptic if you can ever get one. So here's the second clue. You need to identify where we're talking about. The millennium brought about a new era for this location on the north side. The millennium brought about a new era for this location on the north side. It's not the easiest in the world, but you can be damn sure somebody knows where I'm talking about. And if you do, pick up the phone at 1-850-104-106, 200 euro cash, courtesy of ourselves and Gronne Credit Union, if you know your north side. Our lines will stay open at one 850 text 86 Have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow.
0: Tune in to the Neil Prendeville Show weekdays from 9 a.m. on Cork's Red
17: FM.